I am telling you, MASH is not funny. You know, I heard Raider O'Reilly has, like, no fingers. That's why he always carries a clipboard. Commending cohesive content. Exploring epic epilogues. Proudly praising proper part twos. It's the follow-up showdown continuation celebration with Paul Getz, Travis McMaster, and Lauren Pacorni. Hello and welcome to the follow-up showdown three, AFIII. This season, we give worthy second chapters to the AFI top 100 stories that don't have them. We're a podcast that pitches ultimate sequels to movies without them, and this season, we are discussing every existing sequel to films on both versions of the AFI Top 100 list. I hope you're excited for a continuation celebration! Today, we will be covering the follow-up showdown's first spin-off! The long-running television show, MASH. Spin-off of the 1970 dark comedy, also MASH. (laughs) MASH comes in at number 56 on the original AFI Top 100 and at a slightly higher ranking of 54 on the 10-year later list. I am your host, Kelly McDevitt. Thank you, thank you. With me are three people you may know. Paul Getz, Audioverse Award winner Travis McMaster, and Lauren Picorni. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey! Thank you for, yeah. for allowing me to come and, and host your show that I'm such a fan of. You are more than welcome, Kelly. You are the absolute perfect choice for this episode. It couldn't be any other way. Children, I'm here with you. It's okay. This is going to be great and better than I could do it, <clears throat> I'm sure. So Off well, to a great start. That was dynamite. Terrific. Thank yeah. you. Dynamite, lean yeah. a little bit closer she made to the it look, mic. That was dynamite. It's a little, a little too easy, she made it look, but you know. <laughs> Just up top, I really want to thank the three of you for allowing me to do this. Um, MASH, the TV show, has been my favorite show since I was a little girl before I even really understood what was going on. It was just funny people doing funny things. And then as I grew up, I understood what it was really about. Mm. And um, anyway, thank you very much. Uh, Why don't we just kick this off? Uh, Paul, are there things left on the table? Let's get these things off the table. Yes, one. There's one. Though our Indiana Jones episode was lost, I do remember that in it, I forgot to mention that though it was number 60 on the original list, it actually fell down to a lower ranking on the 10 years later list of number 66. Mm. So the fact that that happened versus what happened with MASH happened. Interesting. Interesting. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. All right. Okay. So I think it's time for... Three Travis McMaster minutes. Well, yes. why? A minute's too short. Two's not enough. Want to hit the plot points, but the fitting and stuff. There's a special segment you're about to be in it. Three Travis McMaster minutes. 
minute for the movie and two minutes for the TV show. I guess I'm at your leisure. I Ready for three uh, minutes? W- yeah, whoever has a timer, yeah. I do. Oh, no, you no, should. No, <clears throat> no, you do it. This is what I always do. Okay. Okay, you just press the button not- <laughs> and you tell him to go. I'm not going to need those other two minutes. All right, are you ready? Oh, yeah. And go. So 1970s MASH, the film, the first half we follow Hawkeye, Trapper, and uh, a third guy, Forrest Duke, who um, doesn't really show up ever. Mm-hmm. Duke Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they are inscripted, conscripted into the Korean War as doctors at the 4077, it's close enough. The 4077, <laughs> three miles from hell, stitching together uh, whoever comes in casualty-wise with uh, stone knives and bare skins. Um, and we just get a dark, bleak look at them trying to hold on to their sanity together as best they can through shenanigans um, and honesty. Um, and then the second half of the movie is like just an episode of MASH where they like rig a football game to get some money. Um, and then they get they get their papers to go home. Hawkeye and Trapper get their papers to go home. How are we doing on time? Pretty great. great. Okay, okay, the TV yeah. show MASH, uh, 1972 to 1983. That's not right. There's 11 seasons. Hawkeye and Trapper uh, still in the Korean War as surgeons in the 4077 with a much lighter tone that goes on for, like I said, over a decade. And it finds its footing as a as a dramatic look into the horrors of all war, um, as well as being heartwarming and funny as it turns into a more of a found family picture than um, a bleak look into humanity's soul. All right. Yeah, good. So what what I might suggest, no, what I might suggest that you suggest, that's why I paused it, um, is that he spend as much time describing the cast <laughs> the cast okay. the characters oh, okay. okay and yeah. did you did you say 72 to 83 because you were right if that's what yeah. you said I did say that yeah. Yeah. okay okay well done great leave uh, that part can I permission to look at IMDB to describe the characters permission uh, granted no that's no. not what we do wait no. a minute wait a minute no, are you hosting not or not what, what, well, uh, what is this know. guy doing I only no, hear you, you, what you, you let me hear you, so I don't know what goes on behind the scenes Kelly you, you're doing great don't listen to Paul he's overstepping drink your knee high Kelly brought us great knee high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Do you want me to? Um, all right, and you have a minute thirty left. Go. Oh, minute thirty left. Okay, so I'm describing now the characters. There, Alan Alda plays Hawkeye. He's our laid back, sharp talking best doctor around. Uh, Trapper is his buddy, his best best buddy in the world that they meet there, and they they get up to their shenanigans together. I don't want to say sidekick, but you know it is what it is. Then there's Major Margaret Hotlips Houlihan, the girl one. <laughs> and her boundaries get stepped on constantly. Um, then there's Klinger, who's wearing a series of dresses to try to get out of the army um, in an accidentally kind of progressive message. Um, Father Houlihan Mulcahy, Mulcahy <laughs> um, is the priest one, and he's soft and delightful. Um, Colonel Potter is the guy from Dragnet, and he is half-doddering, old-fashioned... Uh, dad and half strict military rule follower, depending on what kind of story we're telling. Radar, uh, Captain Stud Muffin of the 4077. He's the clerk. He keeps things running and he knows what you're going to say before you say it. He hears the choppers before they show up. Um, BJ Honeycutt, after Trapper leaves at season three, he shows up and he's the same. Leave me alone. Um, 
and then Char- Major Charles Winchester. Oh, and Frank Burns. Frank sucks. Uh, <laughs> he goes away. He kisses Houlihan. And then Charles replaces him. And he's just a big barrel beast. He's a Frasier of a man. <laughs> um, and then Lieutenant Colonel... It's from the Family Guy bit. And time. Great. No, I mean, those were the key players. Oh, yeah. It feels like cheating to look at IMDb, but I think it was that was good. 100%. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I just thought though. a lot. There are. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> you're being disrespectful, Paul. To Wait till I'm next so episode. Sorry, <laughs> Ooh, you're going to get it. <laughs> Ten McMaster yeah. minutes. <laughs> we'll get into it later, but um, the thing you said about Klinger is something I really want to talk about because I feel the same way. Yes. Um, <laughs> how do we feel about the movie? Lauren, how about you first? The movie, um, I didn't super care for, but I mean, I did, I did watch it after watching the greatest hits of MASH, the TV show. Mm. So it's a bit of a hard act to follow. Mm. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't as charmed by the movie for sure. Okay. And then I have a, I also have this question for everybody. I'd like for you to choose a character that appears in both the movie and the TV show and choose, say what version you like more mm. and why. Mm. Okay. So you can go first. Uh, well, Radar. I was kidding. Because <laughs> um, he's the same. He's the same. <laughs> um, the obvious one is Hawkeye. Like, you know, I really, you really, you really gotta like, what's his face? Alan Alda? No, no. Um, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Like, he's great, but like, he's not as fun as Hawkeye, you know, like Alan Alda's like, a beast and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like a pleasant beast. How are you yeah. going to improve on that? You know, so I think that I enjoyed Alan Alda's changes to Hawkeye over Donald Sutherland. Terrific, Travis. Uh, I I liked the movie fine. I'd seen it as a child. Our folks showed it to us, and my impressions of it have not changed. To compare a, well, let's do uh, Elliot Gould. Mm-hmm. Love Trapper Ellie. John, Trapper yeah. by John. the way. What did yeah. I say? Trapper. Okay. Sounds like a correct... Name. Trapper John mm-hmm. is yeah. the full name mm-hmm. of both characters. Well, is his Christian name Trapper? They just call Go him... Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so Elliot Trapper John Gould uh, is a very... It's 1970s Elliot Gould Trapper. He's laid back. He's very kind of dark, dark humor, kind of nihilistic... Big goodbye, kind of Elliot yeah. Gould. Yeah, I don't. Just because Lauren used the term beast, mm-hmm. I would say the way he comes off to me in the movie is a beast of a man. Yes. Yeah. Not and his size too. His look, yeah. his mustache, but also hairy, his, hairy. the way he acts. Those, yeah. those yeah. eyes. He's a meaty guy. An actual yeah. beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas on the show, he's your dad's friend. He's nice and quiet and like laid back, funny. And Wayne Rogers, the number one most attractive actor that's ever lived. <laughs> right, right, words right yes. out of my mouth yes. number one most attractive man who could be and is <laughs> um, dead in his grave is yeah <laughs> I assume barely yes. beating assume. out Elliot yeah. Gould um, but he, he's more you would want to spend time with him right <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> yes. alrighty Paul aha uh, okay I've seen this I saw this movie in college I remembered bits and pieces. I remembered the hey, hey, nurse stuff. Unlike I would normally do on the show, I watched the show first. By the way, the show 
we were given a list by Kelly, so as because we wouldn't have time for eleven full I love seasons. This system, the system yes. of this list you developed. I want to yep. develop one for Star Trek as well. Oh, that's mm. a good idea. I think it's terrific. That's a good mm. idea. Um, she gave us episodes from every season and put an asterisk next to the absolute musts, but there were several. Uh, from each season, I did the full list. I did you guys do we the did. full list? Not right? the full. No, we went through all of the must-watch episodes, and then we went back and started scooping up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't finish it. We didn't finish oh. it. No, yeah. we didn't finish all the all the extras. Oh, okay. Hmm. We I should believe we will. Yes, we'll it was. Get, a, we'll it was there. a. It was a goddamn delight for mm-hmm. sure. But I did that first, except the finale, and then I decided that what I would do is watch the film and then the finale as a double feature. Yeah. I can't recommend that. No, really, I would. I I didn't want to. I didn't want to not remember things about the film, which is why I didn't watch it first. But the my feelings on the film were I was very upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the first half, and I can say lots of nice things about how it's made. It's shot really cool. Uh, it's 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 fairly unique and certainly innovative in in how it moves uh, in conversations and in certain scenes. I really enjoyed, um, and when the humor worked for me, it worked beautifully and yeah. worked very in a very tight manner with really, really funny lines, great cutaways, great just uh, shot-to-shot moments, um, bits, much like uh, Radar has a second to his Radar, because he is the corporal to the colonel, so sort of his like assistant, his right hand man. In the movie, there is a second guy who is like, I guess, the left hand man. Mm. Uh, but because Radar is so on top of things and ahead of things, that guy is always oh, left. Guy's always following him around. Yeah. And oh, that I guy is that. always left to question. But wait, wait, wait. And then mm. the colonel leaves and goes, Radar has it. I loved that bit. Yeah. Then, much like you said, when, there is a shift Pretty much after they get Frank Burns, the Robert Robert Duvall plays Frank. Uh, he's who I'm going to pick oh, that's in great. a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> once they get Frank Burns in the movie, sent off to an insane asylum or yeah, something, really easily, by the way, <laughs> then the movie really takes a turn of just me being angry at these men for getting away with everything, and specifically for how they treat women, yeah. and for it that being the joke. Mm. over and over again yeah. which is this is not only fine not only war not only how it was this is the punchline yeah. is how specifically they are toward hot lips and then to the woman in tokyo and there mm-hmm. there are the there are several several examples so by the end by the time they get to the football game which lasted forever yeah oh man all four um, quarters baby yeah, i have yeah. never <laughs> made it all the way through the football game without checking out and doing something else. Yeah. And I've seen the movie multiple times. And this isn't yeah. like a Friday Night Lights, any given Sunday, interesting to watch football game. No. Yeah. It, which, uh, so I can appreciate the juxtaposition of what they were doing in making it a black comedy where it's like from uh, wacky hijinks to gruesome surgery. Hmm. That's kind of all they do in terms of a juxtaposition. There's not really any turns to emotion ever. So I don't want to give it that much credit. But my problem really is that it has that from Animal House, and I'm sure there were others before, to the 80s, horrible misogyny thing uh, all over it. But the difference for me to something like Animal House is Animal House's bits are like 
some of the biggest ones, the ones you most remember are big comedic bits. Uh, Belushi chugging the whiskey and smashing on his mm-hmm. head. Like these, these, these things that are like potentially inarguably funny v- on top of the things that are horrible and upsetting. Right. MASH doesn't really have those. MASH just has horrible and upsetting uh, as far as the jokes go outside of, you know, dialogue throughout. So, yeah, it's like quippy one-liners, but yeah. then every, in the movie, almost every bit they set up is, yeah. at, well, not to jump ahead, but I, I had to, at a certain point during the movie, go, I think maybe it's the point mm. that they're crossing these boundaries so horrifically, personally mm. with one another. Maybe that's how they reassert their humanity through the war times, yada, yada, because it was so yeah. much. Yeah. So I've heard for the TV show, but I think the idea is the same for the movie you have to go mad to keep from going mad. Hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like the whole premise. Yeah. So, it's so yeah. mean though. It is. And I, so I understand mean. that the lines of acceptable Bugs Bunnery have been tightened and redrawn over the years, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff they ask you, and yeah. even on the show, there's certain scenes and moments you're watching where you're like, Whew. yeah, oh, sorry. We <laughs> yeah. lost Kelly. Yeah. Especially <laughs> toward the beginning. Yeah. When yeah. the show was more like the movie. It finds yeah, itself, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so for the second part of my assignment, Frank Burns to Frank Burns, I'm not going to say that Robert Duvall did a worse job than Larry Linville, because Robert Duvall is a beast. And capable of doing uh, a and, bad And the job. good kind right. of beast. Mm-hmm. Also, he's in the movie barely, right. kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, and for what he's doing, it's kind of a different character. Oh, totally. Yeah. Than the Larry Linville Frank. But- I love Larry Linville Frank personally. I understand he sucks and and they and they stick to that. That's his character though. But I don't yes, but he I don't know that he understands he sucks, but he understands fully who he is. Right. And I love that part of his journey. As you get to know him and you're kind of you maybe even because we have our modern aesthetic of how to watch things, you maybe want different things for him like, "Oh, I want an episode where he's good at surgery and they never get that necessarily." <laughs> yeah. right. But you you get something else. And that is well, I don't want to jump ahead of the show, but that's is that enough about oh, Frank yeah. and Frank? Okay, cool. Sure. I think cool. I yeah. think that it's really interesting that it's Robert Duvall cuz when I was when we were watching cuz in the movie his character is very like kind of callow and spineless and meek and obnoxious. In the movie? He's meant to be. I don't know about spineless. No? Because he fights. Well, it was the 70s. And well, they're at war. But he's religious. <laughs> but, but he also yeah. blames, anytime he loses a patient, he blames it on someone else. So he, right. he blames it on that kid, Boone. Right. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like a yeah. wiener. <laughs> but it's, but it's Robert Duvall. Yeah. So like, I feel like he's phenomenal, yeah. but yeah. I have to kind of like take something away and go like, pretend Robert Duvall would be this character. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded he's, better when we were. Watching. He feels a little miscast, I think, is what you're saying. No, I would never say that. No. Not about Robert Duvall. It feels like Jack Nicholson in Wolf. Yeah. But the beginning of that movie, yeah, they're like, yeah. look at this schmeek sh- yeah. Whenever I showed it Jack to him, I was, like, I was like, is he supposed to be, like, the kicking boy? Because I just have never bought that. No, he <laughs> looks like a registered psychopath, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he's, I think he's supposed to be a version of the nerd, you know, the guy that the cool guys make fun of. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the religiousness that they put on it is more the, like, immediate, like... Oh, is he is he serious or is he like a child? They say something like that. Okay. Like the last time I saw someone doing this was a boy, a yeah. little boy. But he's so serious. Right. You know what I mean? That I don't know that he reads as as meek. Meaner. Yeah. I'll get to it a little bit later, but it, this is all based on a novel. Mm. And 
I tried to read the novel for this. <laughs> it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. But I do know that the novel is very close to the movie in a lot of ways. Hmm. So maybe, maybe, because I didn't get this far in the novel, maybe Frank is a certain way. And hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know which one version is closer that. Mm-hmm. The movie or the TV show. So mm. I mean, no offense to the movie. A, a good first start, and we refine it into the TV show. Mm. Yes, that's yeah. my takeaway from the Mash experiences. Of course, the TV show and the movies. That's great. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> comparison, actually. Thank okay. You. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of necessarily a show to movie comparison as, that fit as well to me, or is at least as close to me as. British office to American office comparison where that's good. What you have to do for the show slash the American office in this case is the characters. There's has to be something to like, right? And you get there with every single character, even the enemy characters of mash because you live with them, right? You have to want to live with them Mm -hmm. to some extent. The movie for me, I love the way it's shot I love Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould and Tom Skerritt as who they're being. And it's just, I guess because I grew up with the TV show, they are not Hawkeye and Trapper. I mean, Duke is fine because there's no Duke in the show. I didn't grow up with the TV show. They're also not Hawkeye. Okay, yeah. okay good to know. They're, they're Elliot yeah. Gould and Donner Sutherland. <laughs> right. Who are great, but... I don't yeah. like seeing Tom Skerritt that young. That's weird and gross <laughs> yeah, to me. He is weird looking, yeah. 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 He grew, yeah. Into, he grew yeah. into his He needs looks. to finish yeah. bacon a little bit. But they're... Yeah, they're really good at playing smarmy shitheads, and that's yeah. what they are. I also... I forgot to mention... Because I said misogyny. I forgot to mention the homophobia and racism. Oh, yeah. And how horrible they are oh, also. Sure. Do, we oh, don't need to get into what it is necessarily right. just don't watch the movie maybe no i, I don't know people you yeah. watch a movie from 1970 particularly one about the american takes, military just a lot and a movie yeah. that yeah. takes yeah. place in the 50s right yeah i'm a big horror movie person i can get behind watching something where you don't like anybody there like okay. i am okay with it like everybody's a bad guy but in in this movie we are supposed to think that these doctors they're just being a little silly to keep their humanity. Right. But they're bad people. Yeah. Like, they are bad people. And for, in the movie, Frank and Major Houlihan are not as bad no. as Trapper and Hawkeye no. and Duke. Yeah. No. They don't deserve what they get. And yeah. way over the line yeah. almost immediately yeah. and then constantly. Yeah. The shower thing. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Is sexual assault. Her, it yeah. is. And they, all, assault. and they yeah. all laugh at it. It's yeah. So and brutally yeah. presented and they just keep going. And then there's yeah. a scene of her screaming about yeah. it. And that you, they just keep making you watch how okay and funny it is. Yeah. And they frame yeah. it and like she's the hysterical one. And by the end of the film, she's just reduced into like a screaming like, what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. But it was also that moment in particular was a big switch for me to, I, I understand the implication is always there that the Colonel Blake is sleeping with that one nurse. Yeah. But that is the moment where it's revealed that they're in bed together when she's screaming about how you have to do something. And that is the moment where he goes from being a dimwit that you can kind of laugh at to, oh, he is a piece of shit also. Yes. A huge piece of shit. And now they're all pieces of shit. Yes. Yeah. And then I I was going to do Frank, but you already did it beautifully. So Mm. I'm going to go ahead and do Father Mulcahy. Oh, yeah. Which Mm. I will not be referring to the name they give him in the movie. I, the actor 
is great. Oh, Star Trek. Renee Abenjoie. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. I just knew what it was. Um, he's he's great. It's, oh, yeah. he, he does just a great not, job. He's just not given a whole lot. He's yeah. kind of just yeah. fumbling. He's and, the priest one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's there to be. And then William Christopher in the TV show who plays Father Mulcahy. There's so much there, and yeah. there's such a richness to the way he plays them. And he's flawed, like he you know loses his temper. He gets confused of what the right and wrong thing is but he's also totally like we're in a very weird situation so he's never like mm, be more catholic be more catholic like he's never picking it he never anybody. judges anyone yeah. for what they no. do he only listens to oh well he only yeah. listens to what they you know what he can yeah. do for them yeah. wow so sorry and he does a lot of really you know good things throughout and a lot of really yeah. brave things and yeah. you know the finale yeah oh boy like that, that changes yeah. what he does for those pow's changes his life you know yeah. he, he goes deaf yeah um but yeah that's the that's my feeling on the movie i think well, it's i think it is okay it's a good start <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got some things that i can compliment uh, father okay he is a good i think he is actually a character maybe the only character who works completely in the movie because his role is is to be the man going, oh, heavens, at <laughs> how horrendous and sexual and crazy everything is. And so he doesn't have to change in a way that you go, oh, I hate him too. Right. You know what I mean? He can be Father Mulcahy. And then he just disappears at a it, certain point. It is a real but, mad yeah. magazine of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. Alrighty, well... Let's move on to our feelings about the show. And I have a specific question for you each to answer. I'd like for you to choose a character from the show, who they are at the beginning and who they are by the finale, or if it's somebody who doesn't make it to the finale by the time they leave. Mm. I'd like for you to choose someone with an arc you really like or is really interesting to you. Um, let's see. I'm starting yeah. with Lauren. Okay. Um, well... I really love the show mm. and it's crazy. Cause like, this is like, you know, I've always been aware that it exists. Like, cause I was like, Oh, it's just like a show my dad likes. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> immediately I was like, Oh, the hype is real. Yeah. This show is amazing. But say how immediately. Oh, l like literally the first shot, like honestly, like just like the shirt first shot being like the golf oh, ball tee yeah. oh, and yeah. my blue heaven being sing sung in Korean. I was yes. just like, this is good. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is really good. Another point I'll give the movie is the soundtrack. Just quick, oh yeah, quick. it does. Oh, just a real yeah. quick. They have a great soundtrack. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um. So like, I really liked it. I was so blown away by how heart wrenching it was at times, and like how like oh god, Alan Alda is just unstoppable. Like he mm. is beast. Like yeah. a, a freight train. Um. Mm. As far as a character, I want to go back and watch more because he came in late to the show. But I I really like how um Winchester. Like his mm. his arc, you know, mm. like there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, but I, I we didn't see, see very much of it just because uh, like the I, list I was love, like a little more sparse towards the end. Love yeah, a bastard of a man. Though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, like, the yeah. Frasier of a man was a was perfect, a perfect yeah. Yeah. way to put pompous. He, he is still very masculine and burly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. in a fruity, delightful way. Yeah. And like there's a, goodness in there. Yeah, there's, like oh, there was some yes. real goodness. in there. I like how he was pretty instantly knocked down being like like this isn't like your hospital back in boston buddy this is vietnam yeah no korea sorry korea, yeah and uh of course the uh 
I guess it was the finale. The uh, um, oh, yeah. the, the five musicians, the and he was like oh. Mozart, and they, yeah. have a whole separate they, they got it. Just about Oof. the finale. I'm up for Oof. it. We but can totally do that. <laughs> yeah. The I also liked that when they bring Charles in, because he replaces Frank mm-hmm. yeah. as the uh, heel. Yeah. Right, the yeah. guy who's going to be bunking with them that isn't on their level of, uh, you know, laughing ups. Bugs Bunnery. <laughs> I like that by, at the end of that episode, they establish, well, he's not Frank, because he pranks them back with the snake. Yeah. Mm. And then there's that freeze frame on him where it's like, okay, <laughs> this is a new beast, you know? I mean, he's already not like Frank, but that was a, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I appreciated how it's, <clears throat> it's really good. It yeah. really, really walks that line of like humor and, um, sheer terror and horror very very well i agree travis how do you feel about the show and what's your favorite arc so i thought mash was a boring old fuddy-duddy show that meant cartoons were over and it looked so hot everything in the 60s and 70s looked so hot and everyone was sweaty and the starred adults you know when you're a kid people in the 70s look like ancient old never watched it because of all the things i said but then Paul made us do it, and and then you gave us a great big list, and uh, I don't really say no to stuff, so <laughs> so we watched it, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I think it's tremendous. It's so funny. It's so razor sharp, insightful. The cast is dynamite the whole way through. Even like the little like the fuddy duddies that don't have anything to do at first before they find it. Right, they're just killing it at that. It comes in at such a tight 25 minutes. They're so digestible. Mm. But if you, if you get bored or whatever, by the time you get bored, you're done. Mm. And that that dreaded MASH theme song will become a comfort. Mm-hmm. You will love it. I love it now. It's my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the theme song from Go. Right. personally right. but well i mean i understand whatever you, well for you, like do you, you for him and mario that meant that star trek yeah was over. okay so oh. i get it yeah 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 if you have that yeah i remember watching my parents watch mash and not being interested for sure 100 percent. oh you got to do your character arc oh uh yeah. hawkeye oh yeah. i think you know because another thing about mash is for all of its its goodness and beauty the lens is through straight white guys mm-hmm. that's the only lens you're really going to get through anything so, but having said that, I can relate to those guys pretty easy. <laughs> so I liked Alan Alda's arc as like beanpole chuckster with his sharp wit and his hachacha all the time into absolute haunted wreck. Yes. Because mm-hmm. like, that's, I feel like a lot of us have done that. <laughs> yeah. That's my trajectory so far. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a really good trajectory to like, again, shotgun in four or five weeks or whatever it's been. All right. Oh, oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so just so I don't forget, song, loved the song. I did, even though I was watching so much of it in a row, it when when left alone without it, I would have, as soon as I tried to call it to mind, I would think of the taxi theme oh. instead, <laughs> which I also love. Yeah. So that wasn't, I wasn't mad either way, but I kept being like, why? Why can't I retain this? Because every time you hear it, you're going to go, of course, that's it. When I watched the movie and it had lyrics, "Suicide is painless," I, I've never had trouble since. I mean, I haven't. Watched, oh, because I've you watched. can he, you can I can speak that as soon as I hear "Sue." I mean, no, no, no. I don't. I like it without lyrics better. Of course, yeah. But at those the same time, those lyrics, devastating. "Suicide is painless." Yeah. Can like, I tell you something God. about yeah. the lyrics? Yeah. The lyrics for that were written by Robert Altman's fourteen-year-old son. 
for what? the movie. Yes. That's and, so depressing. And uh, how yeah. is his son doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You guys not remember being 14? That's just how it goes. Yeah, that's kind of true. My show, that's about the show. I loved the show very, very much. I Was this your first time watching the show? It was the first time watching the show, for sure. When it started, when it was the pilot, and the pilot felt movie mashy, I was a little bit like, okay, so is this what we're doing? We're watching these guys sleep with nurses and get away with everything, which is... Turns out exactly what the movie is, but be great search. I, even in the pilot versus the movie, what they do a better job of is establishing how good they are right. and how necessary they are. So get away with their yeah yeah like you and and also the colonel rather than being a dimwit is just understanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a little gooby, right. but uh, Colonel Blake, the original colonel, because they understand they're yeah. there to save lives. Right. And every military aspect is obnoxious backdrop. Right. That close to the front. Yeah. Right. So, but that, but much like I, I was dipping my toe in in that pilot, and I was having reservations. Pretty much as the show went, every reservation I had was taken away and made better and improved. And I would even say that though it is still a show in the 70s and, you know, you know, almost all white males. Yeah. They do get into the women storylines a lot and they give their perspectives in a really uh, dynamic way. So uh, I'll get into it more in a second, but my arc is going to be Margaret. Hand and what they do with her. Stop letting him go yeah. first. <laughs> She's staying in order. That's what a good host does. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and and Hawkeye also, I, I feel like everybody who, because they all have their flaws, technically, hard to find one in BJ Honeycutt. Uh, <laughs> well, it's because I didn't give you all the episodes. Oh, okay. There's well, some stuff happens. And Radar. Oh, okay. Well, and Radar. Radar's a, yeah. Radar's, yeah. Radar's a, just a sweetie, sweetie, Perfect sweetie pie. I love him very much. Uh, I want, I, I almost wanted to pick Radar, but I don't know how much Radar changes. He's already perfect. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's just who he is. Yeah, but I would say that everybody who has their very inherent flaws is eventually challenged on them and mm-hmm. learns and develops, uh, Hawkeye included. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody does. In a way you don't really yeah. get from shows in the 70s. Yeah. And yeah. so Especially any sitcoms. Yeah. Anytime I wanted something for someone, like, for example, Frank, to have an episode where he showed him up, I never got that, but I got something better. I got that incredible... I don't know if this is a one-to-one, but when he uh, leaves the camp and then comes back and he gives that speech about like, uh, I had a horrible night, a dog went after my knapsack. And then she goes, and how'd you get mud on you? Well, I fell down. Like he's, <laughs> he's just exactly. And, but also how many times they have him acknowledge that nobody, he knows nobody likes him and that he needs to talk to his mom. And like, he's just, he, he sticks to his guns because they're what he believes in, but that's, that's a person, you know? Yeah, they're oddly three-dimensional. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, even like like Trapper John in the beginning, I wish I got more of him, but yeah. he felt, like you said, like a sidekick, like just an extra guy going, hey, 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 right, right, right? <laughs> but then they give the episode where he considers adopting the Korean child. And oh. like there, there are episodes for everyone where you get to explore those characters. So I really love that. And then every time I decided I wanted something to change in MASH because it is a sitcom and it is, uh, you know, you, you, you get locked in to the arc, to the types of jokes and stuff, then they would do it and like, when Colonel Blake left, 
And I went, no, <laughs> because he leaves and then he dies yeah. and it's devastating. And yeah. no, I didn't yeah. want that. Oh of course God. I didn't want that. I have seen that episode I've, I've countless times and I cry when Radar enters before he says anything, when he opens the door. I think that change really affected me in a way where I was like, well, I guess I don't, don't ask Mash for change. But then <laughs> I also began to love and continued to love what stayed the same because like they're trapped. They're stuck. This is their lives and they'd rather it not be. Nobody wants it to be right. their lives. Right. But it's, yeah. Part so, of the experience is when you feel that like, oh, so just the tents again, huh? Just more story in the tents again. Yeah. yeah. That's part of what they're trying to deal with. Yeah. Right. And more so than in any sitcom from that era or the eras before where it was just, that was what a sitcom was. Right. Yeah. There's a reason for it. And there's this is meaning where the taxis get dispatched yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. And like the amount of times characters just like left, like I, yeah. I was like on my phone nonstop whenever um, Trapper just wasn't in season yeah, that five. Season four. four. Season four. I was like, what happened? But the amount of times that kept happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking like, forward to this answer. Like this, this works with war yeah. because you just, you can go, you yeah. can't wait. Yeah. People yeah. leave. Someone gets transferred in. out. They got to get transferred out. They can't yeah. wait yeah. for you to say goodbye. Right. Yeah. I was very angry because that had, they had just killed Blake. And then I start the next episode and Trapper John's on the credits and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then they fake say they're going to go see him one last time, which of course, and same thing with Frank. He's just gone and they say he's doing something off screen. You don't see it. But I was just devastated every time anybody left. And then I would fall deeply in love with whoever they yeah. replaced yeah, him with right. in They're a completely really different way. replenishing the good characters. Yeah. And yeah. I, Honeycut to me seemed a little bit just like, okay, same guy. But no, yeah. they give him, he, yeah, he, I mean, I, I, I don't even almost want to know the bad stuff, but, but you know, <laughs> he's the guy that doesn't bad. cheat and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, they gave him his own. Oh, okay. Well, right, anyway. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, I, sorry, that's, okay. that's okay. Yeah. I knew some stuff. But he had it, a thing, you know, he, it that was turns a thing. Out... I was really bad about it. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so anyway, my hula hand thing, I just got to do my part of the assignment. I don't want to breeze through it because there's a lot to say, Take but at time. the same time, it's like, uh, I've already talked a lot. I... She's wonderful throughout. Yes. Even when she's less dynamic in the beginning, her <clears throat> performance is phenomenal. I also thought that the woman who played Margaret yes. uh, in the film was excellent. Yeah. Uh, just I didn't care for the script. She yeah. was who but, I was specifically thinking of when I said the people on the side who don't get a chance to shine right away. Because mm. she does have the like the thankless role of, you know, screamy girl one for a few seasons. But she's on but I, all cylinders all the time. Yeah. I love her stuff with Frank. Yeah. It is very fun and funny to watch at first. Just these two nerds. Right. I mean, the army version of nerds being those who buy into the army right. stuff. They're like the uh, New England fancy couple. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the, the the clear problems with their relationship, but also how easy it is for them to go, oh, Frank, and mm -hmm. then get back into it. Love that. Then I love the episode where she says, you're not good enough for me, Frank. And it's so clear that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, and then from then on, I thought they just, there was no stopping her. She was a rocket ship. And then uh, she became uh, like the episode with her nurses. You saw a new layer of her there. That, that was little, really cool. That little break <laughs> in her voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When she, when she's. You know, I'm not wanted. Explain like, yeah. her loneliness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, oh. I've done that scene. She the, in the, yeah. the heartbreak she, in that sound. Yeah. Across the? the show, she is she is so good at like 
letting you know just with like a sound or like something like we're doing serious now yeah, yeah. like that moment yeah. or like whenever the little boy sitting in the middle of the minefield oh, yeah. and they're being all goofy God. but then she yells and you're, yeah. you're like Starlier, oh shit like this is for real yeah. something bad could happen right now or it's like could tell they do stop calling her hot lips which i really appreciated they are she is margaret which i love but that doesn't change her i love that they never have to change her core character though she becomes close with all of them and comes to appreciate all of them and learn to exist with them she is still the one who likes the rules she likes the army she likes her post she likes her personality and she's proud of it potter's final advice to her oh yeah don't forget to have a happy life yeah yeah Love it. And I love uh, the dynamic she takes on with everybody that is new that comes in. Her and Honeycutt have their own thing. Her and Winchester Mm -hmm. have their own thing. I love the way he explains her of a a seductress mixed with Attila the Hun. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Her hug with uh, BJ, her second hug. Yes. Yes. When he just goes back because we really thought they were going to kiss. I, I thought he was going to go back to kiss her like whenever like, Frank like when, left. No, and when Blake Frank. left. Blake yeah. left. Yeah. Should, should I? But when no. they just yeah. went back yeah. in yeah. for another yeah. genuine hug yeah. between friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, this show's bonkers good. Well, yeah. And I knew, thank you. By the way, this was a rare occurrence of, because it was on the list, I watched it, a clip show. Yeah. There was a two-part clip show, which normally I'm like, clip show? I actually regretted giving that to you afterwards, but I was was like, It was perfect because we were skipping episodes. Right. Right. And so I got to see Hawkeye and uh, Margaret's kiss in the barn or whatever it looked like. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I got to see moments that just excited me because like, oh, I haven't seen this. Wow, 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 wow. That's why I gave it to you. But then I was like, oh. But I also understood why you would forget that because it is much like another incredible episode, which is the documentary. Oh, the uh, framing yeah. which is oh unbelievable yeah. there's and as the show goes it is comforting and comfortable and wonderful but it's always experimenting and getting crazier with the dreams episode oh and, uh, boy episode. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh oh man um, they just and never stop yeah decline i mean no. obviously the, the the list kelly gave us the first season had like the most episodes you know it diminished on through but of but the episodes we were watching, but we learned all the that might just be because she didn't want to bombard us. Yeah, right. I, I, I didn't <laughs> notice a decline in quality. No, no, not at all. Never. Like I have yeah. with literally almost any, no other sitcom I can think of, including especially sitcoms that change characters. Yeah, that's not something you can do easily. And eleven seasons, it's yeah, impressive to yeah. keep up that quality over that long. And they're doing a lot of stuff that all sitcoms do, which is this is a place where there are a hundred people. <laughs> but we're talking to five. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? But if they we need a hundred really people. They, yeah. Well, and very smart in the show, the way they do it. There's occasionally times where I'm like, all right, just them. But mostly, no, mostly yeah. they're very, very sharp. There's with enough how they of a that stuff. recurring background cast yeah. mixed in with new faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with, I don't know how the army works in the 50s. That whatever yeah. whatever group of characters they introduce, I go, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And much like people on the island in Lost, <clears throat> when they're changing out people for the nurses or whoever, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, maybe they were there. Maybe they weren't. I don't... Uh, you a lot know. of people we don't see. Last thing I'll say is I was very appreciative of all the episodes at the beginning because I did not realize we'd be losing two of our leads. That's another, reason, season I, three. That's another reason I gave you so many from those first three seasons. Uh, yeah, I was glad yeah. I got as much of them as I did. Yeah. I, I appreciated that. All right. So as I mentioned up top, MASH is my very favorite TV show. I have loved it since I was a kid. Um, and every time I rewatch any episode, I feel like I learn something new. I 
get a joke in a different way. Alan Alda is my my hero. I but he's just amazing. And there's not a weak person in the bunch. Right. So it means a lot. The show means a lot to me. I've um I've gone to a few Alan of Alan Alda's book signings. I've gone to a few of um Mike Farrell's he has one man show. He, I don't know if he still does it, but he did it. And then I've seen him in a few other things. And it's just, you know, I watched it. Both of my parents always watched it. Uh, my pop pop always watched it. And it's always meant a whole lot to me. And I, it really also, it kind of shaped in a way I didn't realize till I was older. Some of the ways I view the world, some of my mm. values, mm. Um, some of the things that Hawkeye says, throughout the course of the show i'm like i wonder if i heard this as a child and it made me feel mm. a certain way about right. something yeah you know? yes mm-hmm. yeah um and then it's also just so funny it's so yeah. funny yeah. uh and some of the jokes because there's so many you don't even catch how funny they really are yeah like there's the the ramble he goes on about um how he won't carry a gun mm-hmm. and he, he's like, you know, I'll carry a tune. I'll carry your books, blah, blah, right. blah. But then the last one is I'll even Harry carry if you show me how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. so yeah. funny. That <laughs> yeah. is such a funny joke that just kind of. Boop. Yeah. And it's like, no, he literally just said, you stab yourself in the stomach first and to show me how to do it. And then I'll do it. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. like what he, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, that's just <clears throat> his mode. Yeah. His yeah. base level mode. Hawkeye is. All right. I mean, hey, hey, hey. what's yeah. really I want to stall. Try our Alan Alda's later just oh, to see geez. how it's closest. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a shot. I tried yeah. it a couple times. It, it, I always. It's, it's it seems tough. like it's hard, easier than it is. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like a walk-in almost, but harder. But walk-in. I say it's harder than a walk-in. Yeah. Way harder. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. At least to even come close to, I think you know, <laughs> walk-in. You could be like, oh, I understand you're doing walk-in. Right. Yeah. But you could be like, hey, who's this? <laughs> what? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. You know. And Alda yeah. can go very, very wrong. Yeah. yeah. Walken can yeah. just get more and more ridiculous. You can have like a bad walk-in to know who it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah. Alda, you're just gonna yeah. confuse people. Out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the fact that it has to be set in a nebulous part of the '50s, uh, and just because it was the '70s, they didn't do it as much. There's not a great reliance on referencing anything. Mm. Um, yeah, culturally yeah um except for the broadest of stuff that we would still remember like song movies wise and stuff. And yeah right yeah. yeah um so all of the comedy has to be situational well, they're isolated from society they don't get and the then you, yeah you can't it, yeah. do the episode where the milkman comes yeah. in and does whatever right. yeah so they have to be like razor sharp lines every yeah. single one of them and then you need like an alda and etc to deliver those mm-hmm. yeah I don't know who I wouldn't recommend this to. I would guess I would just have to say you have to give it a fair chance. Yeah. Like give it some time. Mario. But <laughs> if you do, it will mean something to you. Yes. It, that it is a show built for that. Mario. The characters will you will love them. The episode George, where there is this very decorated soldier who comes in because he's been beaten up. Right. And they're like, What happened here? And he's like, Well, I got right beaten up um in a bar by my fellow platoon members they were beating up everyone who was black and the one man who was gay right and this man is white Mm -hmm. so it's like oh okay so he's gay the way they handle that episode for like early mid 70s is i found myself saying very often through this show 
oh wow that could have been a lot worse <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah, the subject yeah, yeah. is and yeah. what the lens is and where we are like yeah. that could have been the well, pretty much all around the show's heart is absolutely in the right place oh yeah, yeah. even when they misstep yeah. it would seem they had people saying no this has to mean yeah. something i mean about every time they were you know we have to be fair-minded about this that's and that's that's what the characters want with the exception of frank Yes. <laughs> Who in real life seems to be such a lovely enough man. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what everybody that. says is that everybody brought a part of themselves to the character, but he had it the roughest because none of that was him. Well, <laughs> but his comedy in it is the broadest. Uh, yeah. The, his performance <clears throat> is very much like, uh, I don't know, you see it in a, in a, in a Mary Poppins style <laughs> musical yeah. movie. It reminded like he, me of he, what's his name for Mary Tyler Moore? Ted. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Ted oh, yeah. kind of character. Yeah, I love that. But he also he always loses. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's, that's a part of comedy still. Is you watch the guy who sucks lose, and, yeah, and you like it. But you also he gets his enough victories because of Margaret, and and then he loses that too. I did also like watching Hawkeye back him up when Margaret was so flagrant about her engagement to Donald. Uh, oh, you didn't. Penobscot. Penobscot. No, you didn't like. I don't. I don't remember this. this. I, don't I don't remember this. this oh, maybe there's an episode you skipped. Yeah, there's an episode she, where she's she gets in... engaged. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember this. Guy. Yeah, I love. I do love when he gets the little jab at her. And right, he, and like, they're celebrating with him. I do like that because I'm like, oh, that's like he actually properly stood up for himself in a way. But I hate how mad everybody is at Margaret that whole time because I'm like, Frank is married. Right. Right. Right, right. She's right, engaged. Right. Like, he's already told her, I will not leave my wife. I can't. I can't afford the divorce. No, she should put this right in his face. Yeah. Right. Right yeah. in his face. Okay, that's yeah. true. I do also really like the episode where Frank is pranking Hawkeye repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> and then Hawkeye finally gets him at the end. Just, just just so you know, Frank gets him in. I like I like that. You know? Rare Frank W. Yeah. <laughs> that so, he would yeah, be capable even for one moment. <laughs> Of relaxing. Nice to know. Yeah. So even though you already said her, I'm going I'm going here. to elaborate on okay. Margaret. Okay. She is this career army brat. Like she was born right. on a base. Her, mm-hmm. you know, this is how she was brought up. This is what she cares about. And she's in a place where nobody else does. And this is the one person that does. This Frank is the one person, and I think that's why she aligns himself herself right. with him. And I know. There's a lot of like little jokes about every time a general comes, she's clearly slept with this general. And yeah, I love that about her too. Me she's too. Very, yeah. yeah. Like she still is like. She doesn't hide it. No. Yeah. A woman, you know, she's a sexual woman. Yeah. And it's also a she lot. She loves power. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the quote unquote negative things about her, I think she uses very strategically to get ahead, get ahead in the army. Right. Like yeah. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. she cares about most. And then I think there's a part of her that feels like, okay, but I am a woman. So part of success is marriage. Mm-hmm. Whether she really believes it or not. I don't know. She, she wants seem love. To want it. Yeah. She and wants kids. love. Yeah. And she's passionate, but she keeps trying to cut these corners almost like she's behind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. she marries Penobscot after knowing him for a weekend. Then they, I don't know if I gave you this episode or not, they get divorced. Right. There is an episode where she comes back from the honeymoon. And I really liked this about her char- uh, uh, as a character one for her. She's really upset because it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And you find out later in the episode, it's because they ran into an old flame of hers, like another general or something on the where they were at. And they spent the whole night talking about yeah. their oh. past. And then their husband, her husband was then couldn't 
perform. Oh, yes, is the implication. Yeah. But what I love about it is she had no idea that that was a possibility. Yeah. She did not realize that could happen. And she was like, well, Frank never had that problem. Like, oh, the poor deer. Like, I really like that about her. She's just proud. She's just a proud woman and she yeah. doesn't feel shame about who she is or what she does. And Margaret is so good at what she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is very good at what she does. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, so let's move on. Uh, we've pretty much, I think, answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Should MASH the movie have a sequel and or spinoff? Well, yes, because it gave us MASH. Well, but I mean, like, show. but I think just looking at the movie, oh, no. I would say no. No. I'd say no. I'm I glad say, it has one, though. I would say no sequel, yes, spinoff. Well, I mean, sure. I want the show. Yeah. I yes. don't want to unwish, I don't want to monkey paw the show away. Yes. I love no, the show. No, no, no. But the fact that it had a spinoff is because it was such a massive hit. And I understand at the time, though I don't understand the time. So it's hard for me to put my emotional there. But if I just watched the movie and I didn't know about the show at all and someone said sequel, I'd say no. Right. We're going to watch another football game. Oh, God. It picks right back up. (laughs) Yeah. It could be any movie. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to take place in the army yeah. at all. That could be any movie from that era with that sequence of "Let's cheat." Well, let's cheat too yeah. right. at a football game. You know what I you mean? You know my biggest problem yeah. with the football scene. You're sending your surgeons, who yeah. are very important, to play this very dangerous yeah. game. They sent all of them. Yeah, yeah. They sent yeah. every. Yeah. Sur- I'm like, true. what's yeah. happening on the base? And because it's it's presented in such a 1970 way, and they just we don't make movies that way anymore. I didn't even realize Hawkeye was in that game right, until yeah. one shot the end, and he the takes end, his helmet yeah. off. I'm like, good lord, yeah. Donald, have you been here this whole time? Well, I had a question, just a logistical question. It didn't make any sense to me. There's a sequence in it where it seems like they spend five minutes showing people bloodied. Their like, mouths are bleeding and being taken off the field on stretchers on both sides yeah. of the team. And I'm like, how many people are playing this game? Because they take away like 10 people in a sequence. And I just feel like they didn't know how to sequence back then. Yeah. Or even what they were trying to do with that sequence. Like, it's not important to the plot of even this scene that people are getting hurt. Because unless it's the people we are watching, what do we care? And also, will there be an effect? No. Is it like like a war parallel? Maybe that's what I was thinking. I, I think it is. Maybe just, okay. It's like a football game. Who cares? If you're gonna watch the movie, just watch the first half. Yeah. That high dad moment. I think that for me is that's the, the peak yes. of that movie. Yes. Who played that documentary lady? Well, she and looks that familiar. scene. It was almost like I because it was played like every other scene in the movie. I couldn't appreciate it until you brought it up just now. Mm-hmm. Really, because. I like that in the end, well, it's sad, but in the end moment, they don't get away with it. Yeah. It's the worst. It's like the actually, maybe the best thing they've tried to do is get this kid yeah. from being drafted. Yeah. And it doesn't work and that The doctor time. Yeah. figures out the, the yeah. scam. Yeah. So uh, a thing about that, when that happens to Hojan, the next time they see him, he's coming through the hospital. They're in there working on him. And oh. they don't have the blood they need. So radar goes oh, and takes siphons it from Blake. Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I remember he, that. But he yeah. dies anyway. Oh. And then there's the scene where they're playing poker as they're carting out Hojan's corpse, and like Hawkeye knows it's him, and so he's like, per- like on purpose not looking. That is oh. all in the movie in the wrong order. 
Okay. So, oh. so it doesn't play anymore. No, because I've seen that movie many times and I'm I I never put together. Yeah. I don't even John recall dies. seeing that it's and, Ho John on the operating table well, that they steal the really blood see for. His face, but I'm assuming they don't make they don't make a moment out of it. Though. No, had they no. done it on the show hundred percent you would know exactly. Yeah, who yeah like it was they didn't react and, into yeah. like a oh no type of way. And I'm yeah. assuming that's who it's supposed to be, just because at the end of the movie where they're playing poker and Donald Sutherland turns around and sees the corpse going by and then like yeah he wouldn't care about anybody else that way right, right, right so right. that has to be it like right. but you don't get that at all unless you know that that's that's weird yeah, that's, well whether just, i'm right or not it doesn't matter. i thought it was another patient that they were uh, like we need blood you, for and certainly in 1970 audiences are not equipped to pay that close of attention yeah. to something if they're trying to elicit an emotional yeah. reaction which i guess they just weren't even a little more of that would have helped the movie in a big way mm-hmm just showing the humanity of those guys because every connection they make donald sutherland with uh lieutenant dish or whatever yeah. it's just ruined by the end yeah because well, everything that's they why do they is the show. horrendous because yeah. like they, were, they saw the potential and they're like this movie didn't quite get there but we can do it oh yeah maybe Alrighty, let's move on to writer's notes so for the movie it's based on the 1968 novel by richard hooker which is a pen name for a real-life MASH surgeon named H. Richard Hornberger uh-huh. and a WW2 war correspondent, W.C. Hines. Oh. Yeah. Hines and Berger. Uh, <laughs> oh. Match made in heaven. And then the um, screenplay was written by Ring Lardner, I think is how you say it. Lard. Ring Lardner it like Jr. So this guy was kind of hard as nails. He was like a member of the Hollywood 10 and like mm. he went in front of the Hewat committee and oh. like was like blacklisted because he wouldn't wouldn't tattle on anybody. Mm. But mm. yeah, nice. he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, writers are still just as tough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's they right. Are. Yeah. Heck yeah. Because of the strike. Oh, I, and that isn't writing. what I meant. Oh, that's not. What I <laughs> yeah, thought you were but, referencing but the current. The I did think about strike. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought it was because you're a writer and you're tough. Thank you. That is, yeah, I was more making fun of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's more my speed. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Paul. All righty. Um, so, TV. Larry Gelbart developed the show from the movie. He was, like, the main, like, big bad showrunner. Nice. Um, and then... Larry! Larry! <laughs> um, Gene Reynolds was the other, you know, he did a lot of the directing, but he also, you know, wrote some director's nice. notes for you. So, Robert Altman... Directing the movie. You know, he's known from Nashville, The Long Goodbye. This movie was shooting the same time as Tora, 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 and Patton. Wow. So think of those two, yeah. those two war movies against this war movie. His whole plan was, I'm going to be very low-key about this movie, and I'm hoping that nobody will come bother me, and I can sneak in my liberal movie underneath these two like very like pro-war mm-hmm. war is glamorous movies yeah sure. so that was a and nice. then my favorite story um listeners i took the mash hike uh which mm-hmm. is malibu creek state park here in Ca- southern california uh you can go and see the few remains of the uh exteriors um from the tv show mash uh but they also shot the movie there same location same location i thought so yeah yeah and my favorite story is Robert Altman really wanted to actually go shoot in South Korea. So um, the main producer, Richard Zanuck. Nice. He knew that Robert Altman was going to come at him with this. So they had their meeting and Zanuck put out two photos. And he said, one of these is of South Korea 
And one of these is of Malibu Creek State Park, which at the time was Fox Ranch. Right. If you can tell me which one is South Korea, I will send you to South Korea. And he picked wrong. But it works. That's in, great. I really beautiful. would not have guessed that Korea yeah. looked like Southern California. I, I well, I, although when I knew I know so little, I didn't even consider that they wouldn't have shot on location for MASH. Right. For some reason, for I was just so sure movie? for the movie or right. to the show. Because I was watching so much of the show yeah. before I got to right. the movie. The movie, yeah, also because of budget yeah. and such. But like the show, I was just like. I guess it doesn't matter because you're in such a confined space, but I was just like, this looks yeah. perfect. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, see, I was sure like, of it. I have yeah. no idea what that area would look like at all. Yeah. yeah. I know what California yeah. looks like, yeah. and it's that. No. Yeah. Well, well it's yeah. very it's a very specific place. Like I can't really describe it. I'm not like a is it called topography? Did I make that yeah. up? Topographer. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know enough about that, but it does look different. Yeah, and the same area uh, Travis and I were discussing earlier, Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes, yeah. was shot. A up Richard Zanuck production. Yeah, nice. Oh, I didn't he know that. He knows that, is, uh, oh, that's why he that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Uh, I mean, I guess not. But are the Goodbye Rocks, or are there Goodbye Rocks up there? Oh, oh no! But the helipad. Yeah. You can you can go up to where the helipad was. I oh, okay. actually the finale looked there. Area looked different. To it me. did. It did. It I don't know if they shot it somewhere else. Notably or not. different yeah. than where the whole show took place. Well, the tents and everything didn't looked they, different. They to in the that, finale, yeah. they had to move because there's well, but, a wildfire. But that was during the finale. Yeah, they had to you're move. saying before they moved. I'm saying before looked, they moved, it okay. looked different oh, okay. to me. I know oh, it just was shot a little differently. It looked a little bit more like a movie yeah. in general. But I just felt like the setting looked different hmm, to good me. Game. Also, am I crazy? Am I nuts? <laughs> or did in the last two seasons the theme song change a little bit? Oh, I just the learned. music changed a little bit. Did I didn't did? Like it quite you didn't as notice, much. Lauren? Yeah. I didn't. I I am not exaggerating. I just learned this on the drive here because I was listening to the Mash Matters podcast, which mm. I really enjoy. So that is a union thing. Mm. The it, the first iteration of that for the TV show was two guitars, mm. and as for a union rule, every year, the people who recorded the first song get to record a new version of it every year and must be paid for it. Now, the producers do not have to use it. Interesting. But they do have to pay them to record a new one. And sometimes they did switch it up here and there. Okay. That's okay. crazy that you asked that. I yeah. literally just well, learned that. Because I was watching it so much at a certain point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I probably I we started skipping the theme song. That's probably why I didn't recognize it. Oh, I because like never, you know we we got a lot of episodes to get through. You well, it just also exposed us like that after ra- after radar <laughs> yes, leaves. Yeah. It does that weird punch in where you're already. You skip past- Sopranos theme song too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. So it's like four minutes it's so long. Good. Oh my god, Y'all those are the Sopranos. Yeah. We've been watching it. Yeah, Jesus Christ. The best show. Anyway, yeah. I mean, the Sopranos talk <laughs> next to Mash. I've never seen the Sopranos. Oh, 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 it is. So I guess you're welcome, Kelly. In a couple of weeks, it is on. I'd say a similar level with MASH. Like, it is as good as you've heard. You've okay. heard. It I, is groundbreaking television. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Alrighty. Well, let me go on to some just quick directors from the TV show. The big, big ones. Gene Reynolds, Larry Gelbart, Burt Metcalf, Alan Alda. Of course. And then several other cast members. Yeah, I saw Harry it. Morgan. Harry definitely. Morgan, David Ogden Styers, Mike yeah. Farrell. I think uh, Jamie Farr might have done one. I can easily see David Ogden Styers. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. 
that I had a little bit of trouble narrowing down actors' notes, so I'm mm. just gonna say some stuff. Yeah, knock out the movie because all my questions are about the show. Okay, let yeah. me do it. Yeah, yeah stinky. All right, movie. so number one, we already <laughs> talked about Donald Sutherland is Hawkeye. How we feel about him, whatever. Oh, fucking whistle. You oh, bitch. I, I was. I hated it. I hated it so much. I was annoyed by that too. So much, and I was so glad. Does Eleanor ever do it in the no, show? No. Good. You can I tell mean, that's just something did. that Sutherland yeah. can do. Whistle guys yeah. always yeah. will whistle real loud when they don't need to because they like everyone to know they can whistle. And Alan well, Alda is excellent at just like need yeah. to be a whistle guy. <laughs> when I just, I mean, I didn't think Donald Sutherland needed it. And it, maybe if I didn't hate the man, the Hawkeye man, yeah. uh, I wouldn't have hated it as much. I would have been annoyed. No, it was, it was too much. Yeah. But I hated him so much that I was just like, oh, yeah, whistle again, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did not. <laughs> so James Gardner was considered oh, who he actually man. did fight in Korea and went through a mass unit to oh, be patched man. up. Are they? The same age? I have no idea. Yeah, they're well. They're both in Space Cowboys. James Garner is, <laughs> yeah. is, is not <laughs> alive anymore. Well, but they, but they're they're peers in that movie. It's all about right. them I being just didn't four think old about men. That. Yeah. yeah, you were thinking about Space Cowboys, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> well, you like lose track of stuff. Like the other day, I, I, I the other Space day I, I realized that um, Ian McKellen. Not in space, um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart not and Harrison Ford are all the same age. Oh, see, and that, that really freaked me out. That doesn't work for me in my brain. That's it's weird, not, right? No, that's it's like weird. It. That's okay. It doesn't make sense, right? Well, so Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould tried to get Robert Altman fired on multiple occasions oh. because of the chaotic way he shot. Nobody knew what was going on at any point. It's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the two of them felt like he was going to ruin their careers. Oh, shit. Ooh. Well, yes. that wasn't true. Oh, yeah. but that sounds frustrating. Yeah. So this is not a fun story, but I think it's important that we tell not fun stories as well. Okay. So Sally Kellerman, who played Margaret in the movie, mm -hmm. did not want to appear naked and was very uncomfortable. Oh. So that comes through. Yeah. That makes the scene so much worse. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And what I'm about to tell you makes it even worse. Oh, no. So the first take, she hit the ground before the tent came down because she didn't want anyone to see right. her. So the second take to distract her so she wouldn't do it again, Robert Altman and I hate this part. Gary Berghoff oh. went to the side of the tent out of line of the of the camera, but where she could see them. And dropped their pants in front of her so she'd be distracted so they could drop the tent. So that is real shock and, oh my God, I'm going to cover myself. Yeah. But it's terrible. Okay. They I couldn't guess, have just dropped it early without exposing themselves. Like, either way, it's shitty. Well, but I don't know. I got, a, I got the feeling from this little documentary I found on YouTube that that set was basically kind of like what MASH the movie is. Just like... Alcohol, probably also drugs, people hooking up sure, yeah. in like behind pieces of scenery. Like it just seemed Real like caddy it was. Caddyshack of a set. Yeah. yeah. It, totally insane. Jeez. So, yeah. So what Paul's been waiting for. Can't wait. Why did these people leave? Let me tell you why the. One by one. I want to know why each of the big four left. All right. Yeah. Let me explain to you yeah. the least interesting one first. Great. All right. Wayne Rogers, who plays. The most handsome man of all time. <laughs> Wayne Rogers left because he felt like he was being underwritten and he was being pushed, oh. pushed to the side, which he had no animosity with Alan Alda or any of the other casts. They were friends until the day he died. Uh, mm. The day Wayne Rogers died. Right, um, right. Very close. It wasn't that. But I mean, yeah. Can you imagine seeing the movie and Trapper's part 
and then go getting cast as Trapper John in this TV show. It, and they just kind of they give him he does he gets good stuff, sure. but I think yeah. he thought he was being underwritten for. I get it. Well, Which he I was. Think yeah. It's tough yeah. whenever it's you're, Alan show. you're next yeah. to Alan yeah. Alda, yeah. The show in general does a better job at that as it goes also. Yes. Giving everybody stuff and Alan Alda's clearly your lead, but not it's not just the Eleanor. Right, show, right. At a certain point. Yeah. And Him and uh, uh, BJ end up yeah, yeah. being real. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so McLean Stevenson, who plays Colonel Henry Flake, mm-hmm. he was going through a very long, very bad divorce. Mm. He was trying to get the custody of his daughter. He had no money. And they were not being paid well. Really? For the first few seasons. Because also, it wasn't a hit at first either. Oh. Um, and... NBC came along and offered him a $1 million contract to be a guest host on Carson, to hmm. do a, oh. do a bunch of things. Okay. And okay. he'd be charming. And he's sure. like, I literally, I have to do this. Yeah. Like for my life, I have to do this. And he said he found out years later when he ran into Gene Reynolds at a commissary on some studio lot that Gene had gone to 20th Century Fox and was like, it's time to pay the major players better. Oh. But McLean quit before he knew that. Oh. Yeah. Classic Damn. Denise Crosby. And the mm. reason why they kill him off, the creative types were like, well, we do need to show what happens in war. Not, every, yeah. not everyone goes home. But the studio was like, we are furious and we do not want him to be able to go to a different network and play Henry Blake. Huh. Kill him. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. How could he have like gone to a different network and played Henry Blake, I guess? Especially back then. And we still do it sometimes like silly variety shows where it's like they would show up and play the character they were known for. I I think that's kind of what it was. So it was like creatively it was to show the horrors of war. But, you know, financially it was like, get this guy now. It was very effective. I mean, like uh, on the show. And because they didn't have to do it. He got a happy ending and then they took it away. And shortly before he gets discharged, his wife has a baby. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. So we lose both of them the end of season three. We at least get a last episode with Colonel Blake. We don't get that with Trapper. Um, Or Frank. Well, that's where we're going now. Frank kind of leaves between five and six uh-huh. because the Margaret episode where she's married or she's getting married is his last episode. But then the first episode of season six, Frank's there. He's just, he just he's, he's in gone, prison. He's gone. to We got yeah, him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone yeah. to Seoul for R and R because he's acting a little kooky. Yeah. And then he keeps getting in trouble and then he got locked up and then he gets sent back to the States with like a, a promotion, a promotion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, his reasoning was, he felt like he could not take Frank any further. And there was the Fair. danger, yeah, yeah. the danger of yeah. him becoming one note, especially yeah. now that the one person who was always on his side, yeah. Margaret, Isn't. is no longer yeah. on his side. Yeah. And he just didn't want to do that. All right. And then our last one, Radar, leaves it's season eight. Yeah. Um, Radar. <laughs> so. You feel it. The actual story is he was experiencing burnout. Yeah. And felt like he was neglecting his family. Oh, sure. Okay. And I think that was probably it. Now he was away at war. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I have to imagine yeah. the shooting schedule on he... Mash twenty four episodes yeah. a year yeah. out yeah. in Malibu. And he yeah. made the movie, so yeah, he yeah, so to play that same character for a long time. Yeah. So 
I think it's time for Lawrence McCorner. <clears throat> it's our fifth trip to Lawrence McCorner. Been a while since we've done this. Let's find out which castings don't fit the bill and which ones we can run with. Okay, this was a tricky list because I was at first <laughs> at a complete loss, and now I've been adding names. Okay, okay. I have not seen this. As many as you got. Okay, I want to start with Radar because I'm most excited. Okay. Great. Um, Josh Hutcherson. As oh. Radar from uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Future Man? Uh, Zathura? Uh, have you seen Hunger Games? No? no. I've seen the first one. Yeah, Pita? he's uh, the, the baker. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a charming young man. Um, very, <laughs> yes. he, he could do it so well. Yeah. He's, he's funny too. Yeah, yeah. I liked uh-huh. him in that movie. That's yeah. terrific. It's um, a good one. For BJ, I actually suppose he could be uh, Trapper as well. I have Joel Kinnaman. Oh, okay. From uh, For All Mankind. Oh, sure. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Suicide Squad reboot. Big he's tall, the cop mean, in, blind uh, guy. Blonde both guy. Suicide rather. Squads, actually. Really? Yeah, he's that same character. I only saw the first one. This yeah. is the, re- the re- reboot. I'm learning I don't it's know. It's actually, yeah. Uh, new new movies, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a big strapping he's blonde big... guy who is like oh, stoic. He's on TV. But he can do a little bit of comedy. Hawkeye? I actually had no idea yeah, until. That's hard. I thought about you it. You guys even said it. Oh. It can't be anyone else except Bill Hader. Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. well, just but he's not doing Alan Alda. <laughs> but make him right? do Alda. Yeah. But he he has that same energy. It's I was like, coming. who can who can fucking do that? Like, yeah, who, he's who a, else but him? A beanpole with a funny, sensitive, he's smart. Yeah. 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 He can do good. he can do um, the serious and the funny oh, yeah. very well. I see well. how you got there, but I do I do agree ultimately. Um, for Margaret Hot Lips, I chose Scarlett Johansson. Oh okay. yeah, nice. She could do it. Right. Yeah, do for it. sure. Yeah. Um, for Henry Blake, I like had a couple people, and then I I went with Steve Carell. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I that's a that he, might he, be my favorite. He and Hutcherson casting would, would be great because you have yeah. to be someone who's good with that. Yeah, they'd be great together. Yeah. He's a great fisherman's hat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And a oh yeah, likable buffoon. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah. You know, unlock not unlike Michael Scott. Yeah. Um. Uh, for Frank Burns, I went with Donald Gleason. Okay. Because I think he can play the heel really well. Yeah, you're yeah, right. And yeah. that like sort of like... It's an interesting flavor. Yeah, yeah. For Fa- Father Mulcahy, I went with Colin Hanks. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's my favorite one so far. A, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great. He'd be great. That's great. Um, Klinger, I feel weird about this one. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh. It's because of the nose, huh? <laughs> Oh. No, that's why I felt weird choosing it. It's because you want to see him in a dress. He'd look good in a dress. That's true. That's true. Like I think dress. he he could do that well. Yeah, um, um, he's definitely funny and sensitive. I mean, he could yeah. he could do what the role requires. Absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Colin. You Hanks, get him. You get Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. They could yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sexiest mash unit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for Colonel Par- Potter, Brian Cranston. Oh, oh okay yeah. yeah he's like like hal yeah yeah that's delightful like because like whenever he came well, in like he's like hal well i mean like yeah. in that when 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 potter is when the when the role requires him to be a little doddering and mm-hmm. absent-minded professory but he's never going years. like <laughs> right that's but, more blake really actually <laughs> but yeah. like for, yeah. for potter like he came yeah. in you weren't sure what he was gonna be like everyone was kind of wor- worried he was gonna be like a hard ass but he's actually very kind and supportive Just reasonable yeah <laughs> yeah love potter Cranston. yeah yeah because I was always appreciative when they showed up. I wondered how many episodes you picked because of who the guest star was. Like when I saw Leslie Nielsen, I was like, well, I'm glad I'm watching the Leslie Nielsen episode. 
What was and the Leslie Nielsen? We must episode? have missed that. Maybe one. not a asterisk. Okay. Patrick Swayze, obviously, what? that was a lovely. What? Yeah, we missed that one too. Oh we got a lot of good ones in season one. I guess. No, no, no. That one's way lighter. That's like oh, yeah. Okay. That's towards the end. Eleven or wow. Nine. Well, that'll be fun. Um, Ron Howard. Ron yeah. Howard. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I of course yeah. was happy that he's in that one, but that's actually not why I chose that episode. I chose okay. that episode because I think, and the cast agrees because I've listened to them talk about it on reunions. That's the episode where they felt like we got it and Ooh, what an episode mm, yeah yeah that yeah, was yeah. the one where like yeah i yes. think that was the first time i maybe not because i cried a lot during the show but that that's the time i remember yeah. crying like oh yeah. i loved Oof, crying devastating yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so earned it's just so yeah. and I, so cathartic though yeah. it would yeah they always made it not necessarily happy but you felt you just felt something in a it way was, or it was often organic, it was a lovely genuine. cry too yeah, yeah. Like just a, oh because oh, they goodness. always tried to find the love each other. humanity yes. in the bleakness. Yes. Even if the humanity was, God, the bleakness of a human feeling a loss. The reason I did not enjoy my double feature of movie followed by finale, at least for a moment, is that I was so mad at the movie. And then the finale started. I was like, okay, I'm going to be back with my friends. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to feel tenderness and joy. And then it starts dark as it's ever yes. been yeah. in dark. a way that is very different <laughs> yeah. from the rest of the show. And of course, a poignant way that eventually becomes wonderful, but it, it and, and is very smart. Yeah. But it is like, no, no, yeah. this isn't what I want to feel or see right now. But um, yeah. And it, because when, when we watched yeah. the movie, I very much had it in mind, like, I don't want to do four hours of match. Right. I don't know how good the movie will be. I don't know how good the finale will be. I assume they'll both be good. Mm -hmm. I cannot, mm -hmm. my soul cannot weather mm -hmm. right. four hours of mash. Mm -hmm. um, Heavy mash. Um, the whole time we were watching this show, like, I had like one bit of mash that I'd seen somewhere that I was waiting for because I'm like, surely if it's something I know, it'll come up. But it hadn't. And it was the chicken on yeah. the bus. Yeah. I yes. kept waiting. I'm like, surely you'll be on the list. I know we, we didn't watch the them all. And I was like, maybe I kept maybe waiting. I kept waiting. I kept waiting. And I was like, ah, here yes. it comes. I couldn't <laughs> imagine that would just have been a part yeah. of the finale. I thought whole dedicated. I had it in my mind that um he killed the baby though. Oh. I thought like he like oh. in like a frustration or like just like sheer desperation mm -hmm. like the mother did just grabbed the baby and killed it. I didn't know that he was just horrified that it happened. I thought right. he did it. In I'm, your like, memory, I'm glad he did it. He felt responsible yeah. I think because he he said yeah. 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 Alrighty so because this is a podcast about sequels I'm gonna give you the sequels and some more spinoffs. Mm. So um, they're actually was a sequel to the novel called Mash Goes to Maine, and they did try to make a movie of it. It went nowhere. Mm. Actually, several novels, um, and they're all titled Mash Goes to Blank. Hmm. Mash Goes to blah, 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 blah. Doesn't sound like conceptually. No, it doesn't. That would work <laughs> or translate. Curious. Are they different characters, do you know? I don't know. I okay. do know they're all credited to Richard Hooker, uh -huh. but he did not write them oh so from 1983 to 1985 there was a show called aftermash ran for two seasons starring william christopher as father mulcahy harry morgan as colonel potter and um jamie farr as clinger i did find it i had never seen it before oh. i found it on youtube 
I'm going to watch it, but the quality, because it's like mm-hmm. a scan on YouTube, is so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm going to have to be in a good... I, a I'm sure it can't be good. It. It's Potter running a... Like a, a, like a vet's home doc- or something. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, a yeah. veteran's... Uh, mm. I don't know. Doctor's office? Something, something. like that. And Clinger and uh, Father Mulcahy, Mulcahy work yeah. there, too. Sounds like a solid enough pitch. A Larry Gelbart show, so... Yeah. And he made MASH. Mm. Yeah. But I didn't... Really I wonder if stuff worked out with Soon Lee. I want to know that too. Actually, <laughs> um, she's yeah. in it. <gasps> okay, yeah, so, the same okay. actress. Yeah, Rosalind oh, Chow. Yes. Wow. Star Trek's Rosalind Chow. So then, two seasons maybe. A spinoff of Aftermath because I think towards the end of Aftermath, Radar shows up. Oh, and um, well, where's the? He's supposed to get married. Well, we only needed you. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then, and it's Gary Burkhoff, and <laughs> and it's something to do with. His wife ran away on their wedding day. Aww. So he, oh, he the moves, weird girl? Yeah. He moves to St. Louis. No, radar. no, she didn't. He moves to St. Louis to be a police officer. Ooh. And he gets his own show called Walter. And it only lasts through the pilot, and the pilot aired once. Oh. I also found this on YouTube, and I will watch it eventually. Yeah, I'm in a little yeah. interested. Just a pilot. Yeah. yeah. Check that out. And then there's yeah. this whole other show that ran from 79 to 86 called Trapper John M.D., None of the same people, barely the same character. Huh. It is, but it's not. And, and it I've went never for seen how it. many seasons? Uh, Seventy nine to eighty six. You, you could just have a TV show back Seven. then. That's what yes. I've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then this is my favorite one. There are these old IBM commercials from the late eighties that it's basically like ev- this kind of thing. <laughs> every member, almost every person who was a cast member on Mash comes back for it, except maybe I don't think McLean Stevenson. Like, mm. there's literally they're not playing. Like, themselves they're not playing the mash characters it's like all done yeah they're just they're looking just at a computer like, they're not really playing anybody they're kind of just people in an office but it's hmm. everybody shows up yeah. Yeah, yeah at some point and it's kind of neat because yeah, like that's cool colonel potter is talking to trapper but they never actually <laughs> oh, were on the show together, even right? trapper came back <laughs> yeah, nice. you're the handsomest man of all time <laughs> oh, you know what? they got him mike farrell may not have i, I don't know if i've seen one with mike farrell but you know, uh, pretty much everybody else. Uh, and then they're yeah. very funny. And Are they all... on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. I've got my evening plan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to do a segment that you guys do sometimes, but not others, because I think this is the perfect Sounds like us. opportunity. I'd like to do standards and practices. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you got the standards. Practices. You can stay constipated or take All systems go. Gotta practice your standards. Put your standards in practice. Time for standards and practices. Here we go. Here we go. If it were made now, what would be different outside of the cast and what ah, is ca- yes. we're capable of now? Oh, okay. Like politically, yes. uh, culturally, that kind of thing. And oh. if I may, I am yes. going to go first to talk about the thing we've been dancing around this whole time. I'd like to talk about Klinger. Yeah. yeah. So today, I think Klinger would be handled very differently, if at all, mm. just because it is the whole idea of Klinger. He was actually based on Lenny Bruce, because this is how Lenny Bruce tried to get out of the army, was by wearing dresses. Love that. Oh, So yeah. the idea of, number one, a man wearing a dress makes you mentally ill, obviously. In the 50s, they believed that. Yeah. Sure. And so him trying to get out of the army that way you know we don't even though that's how they felt then i don't think we would put that in something now 
Yeah. Unless we no. did it in a very nuanced way. It definitely strikes me as a, especially in, in terms of how it feels at first. Yeah. As a, that probably happened. Oh, and it, it was somebody's story of something they went through, maybe, or someone told them or whatever, but it I'm sure it happened, but that that they thought, oh, we gotta put that in the show. Yes. And it feels like a one-off thing. It that was then but that is oh, then oh. a character, and that's their only thing for a bit. Paul, yes. you're so good at MASH. Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, they yeah, Klinger was only supposed to show up once and he was such a fan favorite and everyone loved him so much he became a main character. Mm. And so the number two big problem is the very typical Ha ha ha, that man's in a dress. Right. Mm -hmm. Which it's like a man in a dress does not equal comedy. Right. You know, that's just no. not how it works. So I do think we'd handle it differently now. But if I may, I'd like to dip my toe into a bit of a queer reading. Yes, it, that's how it starts. He's trying to get out of the army with a Section 8. But the, the amount of care yeah. and thought mm -hmm. he puts into everything he wears mm -hmm. and how it becomes so important to him. And how the only people that are disgusted by him are people you're not supposed to like. Right. Yeah, Everybody right. else is like, you know, oh, that's really nice, blah, blah, blah. Or and it is played for laughs. get what you're doing, Klinger. Right. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't want to allow it as a reason to get out yes. of the army, they yeah. all back into just accepting him. Yeah. yeah. And then the jokes about really good yeah. dress now just read as like, good dress. Yeah. You did right. a good job. Exactly. Yeah. And I, he obviously spends a lot of money. But then yeah. the thing that really <laughs> solidifies it as it is more to him Ugh. than just, mm -hmm. a, you know, a, a dodge is when Colonel Potter shows up and says, in a uniform soldier, yeah. Yeah. and he gets psychosomatic rashes all yeah. over his body. Yeah. And I'm like, no, the dresses are a part of him. They they make him feel safe. Yeah. This is who he is. That's how I read I it. I love this episode also. Yes. I, and even before they introduce the rashes, I love... How uncomfortable he is yeah, yeah. in the clothes. Yeah. He's really they feel stiff, stiff and, and can't find yeah. around. And ugly and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, he yeah. doesn't play it silly and for yeah. laughs. He plays it like I yeah. love the moment whenever um Blake leaves and he, he's like, I think that's time to zip up my dress and he zips it up. That's so nice. Like yeah. it's handled so gently and well, yeah. honestly. Mm, yeah. I yeah. think if we did it today, it would be similar. You know, maybe yeah, that aspect right. of yeah. it. Yeah, you might be right. And there, of course, there are some bad moments. There's when the amazing Alan Arbus, who plays Dr. Sidney Friedman, the psychiatrist mm -hmm. who oh, pops yeah. up more, you know, here and there. He finally says to Klinger, OK, I will write you down as a homosexual and we will send you home. And Klinger's like, what? Oh, right, no! right, 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 oh, right. No, oh, and then someone suggests a sex transplant, yeah, like a yeah. surgery. Mm -hmm. The the Swedish doctor yes, yes. suggests that. Oh, and Inga, he is, Inga. And he is horrified at that as well. So, so there, there are, yeah. it is, it does exist. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think if we were to do it now, we would do much better with that sort of thing. But just as a whole, I do think the dresses do grow to mean something to not only well, him, but his friends, yeah. you and, know? Generally speaking, how it's used as a plot point, I think, is a little bit more pointed at like, this is what some people would do because nobody wants to be there. That's a big yeah. part of MASH, except for Houlihan and, and Frank. Frank. <laughs> but there are other examples of this in other units of people doing yeah. the same thing or doing crazier things. It's one of the many common army yeah. scams yes. that they all know about. Yes. And so he's just committing to it and believing that his level of commitment to it will 
eventually pay off. And then it almost does with the guy who's pretending to be a lawyer and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah. and uh, jamie yeah. farr is so good looking and charismatic i think it would also be very difficult particularly for someone who i think is very traditionally masculine mm-hmm. to play that straight yeah and just yeah. be in the dress and still be enjoying the dress and liking to wear it and knowing a lot about it without ever dipping that plane down into punching down or being right. yeah silly or whatever apart from like the very very early couple of episodes yeah. when he shows yeah. up and they play it a little more and um the other thing that i think is worth mentioning for his character is even with all these hijinks and you know all the time he's spending perfecting these beautiful outfits mm-hmm. he never shirks his duties no right he is no. always on it like yeah, yeah he might scheme his way through them yeah because he's a schemer but he, yeah. he doesn't when he replaces radar mm-hmm. yeah you don't skip a beat you don't you know think anything of it you're like yeah clinger can do yeah. all this stuff yeah except for the transition episode where it seems like maybe he can't and then he figures it out the clinger way yes. right and then from then on it works it yeah. just works beautifully um i do have a question first of all i just want to mention seems a little handsome yes seems a little old for soon lee but you know that's that's the time 70s what are you gonna situation. do men but, love to wear younger women yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it but uh I do have a question if there is an episode, because I don't think it was assigned, uh, when he stops wearing yes. women's clothes, because so, it does stop question. happening. It yeah. doesn't just, like, happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a gradual, like, sometimes he is, and then he's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's in his, like, fatigues, but he's got, like, earrings. Yeah. And the reason it was his, it was Jamie Farr's choice to stop he was concerned that his children were going to be bullied in school because oh. their dad was wearing a dress on television. Right. So it wasn't. And so the way they kind of wrote it in was like, well, now he's got all these responsibilities because he's taking radar's job. Sure. He's now he's like more, you know, and it might be softly implied that, because that's, uh, I remember at the end of that Potter episode where he's introduced, mm-hmm. there's like a compromise they make mm-hmm. where it's like, wear it under the yeah. uniform. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Like where you're, yeah. Um, it, I think it's definitely disappointing to see it go. Yeah. I think it's it adds a really delightful level of camaraderie to the show. But once it's gone, I do the references to it are always beautiful, yes. like lovely. I like the the Honeycutt having him sign the picture, the yeah. Scarlet O'Hara. I like uh, the time capsule episode, yeah. what dress they're gonna put mm-hmm. in, and then when he gives his wedding dress to Soon Lee. <laughs> yeah. Like all these things are delightful and couldn't really happen if yeah. the character weren't you know. If that weren't so well established, so many ways yeah. it could go wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so many ways it went perfectly. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We should watch Mash. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I suppose it's like you said earlier, Lauren, that the heart of the show, where in the seventies, was in the right place. Yeah. So I think a lot of it might be more similar than you might think in a, in with a show like this because it is representative of what was happening at the time. Yeah. But yeah. the perspective would be what would be shifted there would right. be how more, we're talking about yes. it what we're saying even more nuance more yes. women more people of color more yes. whatever to to be, yeah and when they're talking about issues they'd say it better yeah. <laughs> you know right. with more understanding of what is uh, appropriate and correct and not offensive no yeah. racial slurs <laughs> uh, fewer yeah. Yeah. fewer well and this this episode i don't think would need to be changed but i just love that it exists the Inga episode mm-hmm. where that's Inga. when Hawkeye has to realize, oh, I'm 
sexist. He see yeah that he sees oh, women I differently. See that one either. Yeah. Jeepers. Oh, that's a very a that's lot. a key one, especially. <laughs> so and I love to look forward to. an episode that is all because there are. I mean that I saw weren't that many, but. I love that it is an episode all about Hawkeye confronting himself. Yes. Uh, because everybody, you you grow to love Hawkeye. Everybody grows to love Hawkeye, even the people that were always like, follow the rules, damn it, yeah. in the beginning, uh, because he's so good and charming and he cares and his heart's in the right place and all that yeah. kind of thing. But he's still, uh, you know, smarmy bastard and, it, and he still has... <laughs> really hard to watch those early seasons where, like, you you can't even get a fucking straight answer I know. out of him yeah. for anything yeah. without yeah. like six jokes coming. It's like, I'm tired, man. Just <laughs> yeah, hand yeah, me yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. But, but yes. And, and I really appreciate that they specifically took that episode to make him, you know, really look into his point of view on yes. women because he, that goes away he, a lot by the later seasons, his, his, his horn doggery. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. He's still always trying to date the nurses. Of course. Sure. It's a really great episode and I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure Alan Alda wrote it. I was yeah, it's which really sharp. Would Just not thinking. surprise me because he was a very loud, proud advocate for the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm. Um, and I can think of no actor better suited to take over, particularly a show about war, than Alan Alda. Yeah. What once you start seeing his name on the episodes, they are becoming <clears throat> so much more artistic yeah. and inventive. Mm. Yeah, he wrote dreams. Yeah, nice. he's yeah, he's, he's just so good at humanity, finding yeah, a way to yes. weave the humanity. Unsung Heroes! Yeah! Hit it, Paul Jr. Unsung Heroes! I feel like everyone's gonna have the same one from the movie, except for Lauren, who got too swept up. Hmm. No? Okay. By the movie? From the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do have one from the movie. I do too. Okay, Is is it the guy who spills coffee on the Captain... At the Jeep? No, everyone's giving me what? such stinky faces. No, no. <laughs> Kelly's, uh, Kelly's shaking her head encouraging me. I'm just, yeah, but, wondering. Uh, I guess it's just Lauren giving me a stinky yeah. face. Thank you. Thank but, you. Because it's, clearly, it's clearly something that was not scripted, that oh, that actor stepped backwards oh, into right. the other actor holding coffee who spilled hot coffee on him, and he turned around <laughs> and he says something like, don't spill coffee on me. Oh, okay. yeah. And then the actor's yeah. like laughing and kind of trying to hide his face because it was, it was clearly oh, just a right. delightful okay, yeah. happenstance. That. I have a, mine is a similar, it's more of a, it's like a Lauren Unsung Hero. It's more of a moment where the, I don't remember his name, but Radar's, the guy I referred to earlier who has the bit of always being behind Radar, yes. Radar's second in command, I have him. But when they're playing golf and he brings them the news that they're going to be going to <laughs> Tokyo, with, he brings them the x-ray that they're going to help the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the guy's son. Uh, he's doing a salute in the yeah. background and no one's oh, paying attention oh, yeah, to him yeah. and he just keep, keeps kind of <laughs> I did remember uh, yeah. saluting because he feels he needs to until he just eventually leaves like he, he uncomfortably yeah. salutes his way away I really like that moment um, my unsung hero from the movie is that dog that is just running around the oh pup pup oh, yeah that's they, well that's what uh, Hawkeye always calls him come okay. on pup pup he's just so cute and scrappy very I want to play with him so bad I always get nervous in a movie like that when they have a dog running around the war zone I'm like haha okay see the dog but don't (laughs) don't make me (laughs) 
Don't make me watch. Don't do this. I don't yeah. think I gave it to you. There's a MASH episode mm. where there's a dog that Margaret starts befriending and it gets hit by a jeep. Right, okay. yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one it is to tell you to avoid it. I don't remember I, which I'm going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, why I said that I during mean, the, know, the finale. Take the good and the bad. It's that good. You know? Um, after the musicians oh. died, I was like, so this show just won't stop reminding. All war does yeah. is take. Yeah. There's yep. no romanticizing anything here. It's just going to take from you. Mm. Because the whole point was, this is not romantic. This is not glamorous. That is not why we're here. Yeah. And I think that's really important because yeah. we have more than enough of those that, you know, and I'm like not trying to poop on anybody who joined the military. I'm just saying mm-hmm. we basically put children in yeah. the military who yeah. don't. It's a meat and, grinder. And yeah. if you show them movies where it's like, look at the glory. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you need to show them what will probably actually right. happen to them or their friends. Yeah. I was saying earlier today, like how much I love that the movie or not the movie, <laughs> the finale. It feels like a movie because it's two hours. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It really hammers home like that war is ugly and awful and should never happen, you know, because they, yeah. they end up the episode with like the final body count after the yeah. war. Oh, yeah. Um, Hawkeye is just he's yeah. in a, he's in a institution trying to get better. Yeah, like, Even the guy who you think has his perspective cornered and his way of dealing with it on lock mm-hmm. has lost it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's always struggling, but then he has there's, lost yeah, it right. to the point that nobody can help him until he, yeah. And even, you know, maybe the only thing you could romanticize about war is the relationships you make with the people that you go through it with. This episode makes the point of like, that goes away too. Yeah. Even that this, is heartbreaking. That only exists yeah. during the horror, the worst time of your life. Yeah. yeah. When you leave, he's like, what are we going to have dinner together? Right. Like, what are we yeah. going to do? What are we going to talk about? Yeah. Of course, this is over. They're yeah. like, they're because it's because they're relationships born of from severe psychological stress and turmoil. Sure. So you're going to bond with those people even more. So it's almost like a trick that you're such good friends with them. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense at yeah, all? Yeah. Like, I did. I'm trying to think about that. It's like so in his, first of all, I liked everything they did with the toasts. First, mm-hmm. I liked the order of the toasts. I was worried it was going to feel a little series finale-y, but they picked a beautiful... Who we go to, even people I'd never seen before. Were Some people yeah. couldn't even and act. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Someone uh, like felt like the chief electrician or something. <laughs> Might have been. But I forget Alan Alda's part of his toast where he's like, I can't say I loved all of you. But I loved but- as many of you as I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. That was a pretty good yeah. uh, Alda. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we did. I do that. Oh, yeah. yours. I thought you were yeah. mine. I was like, oh, oh, no. oh, were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> was- no. Oh, I loved the uh. thing Colonel Potter said to, I think, Klinger. Bring about. me my horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that your Harry Morgan? Oh <laughs> That's pretty good. No. Um, what he said about like relationships, and I forget mm. what oh. he said. Is like you either something stop loving them, or you, or you love, love them, them more. more. Yeah. yeah. When it yeah. gets tough. Yeah. yeah. And like I feel like anyone who's been in a long term relationship can like yeah. that's such solid advice. You know, it's very there is very relatable. No shortage of just how many amazing things they say in yeah. mash like beautiful worlds to live by <laughs> and it's, you know, it's yeah. nearly every episode yeah exactly. that's the nice thing about this show is yeah. there's not a, a, a and i was only watching the hits as recommended mm-hmm. by an yeah. expert but there hasn't <laughs> ever been there's always something you can always get something from the experience even if the writing is like broad comedy or whatever the performance is going to be good the a story is going to be great there's going to be one line or moment or something mm-hmm. that you're going to remember yeah. Mm-hmm. And change you. Before I get into my unsung heroes from the show, I do want to talk about the man over the PA. Okay. Mm. In the Is that movie. Not radar? 
I thought it was radar for a very long time yeah. on the show, but it is not radar. Oh, shit. Because some, and I, it wasn't until a scene where radar was in <laughs> that that person started doing that that I was like, <laughs> who's but, flying the plane? Yeah. Um, but in the movie, I liked the bit at first that he couldn't read things. Yeah. Yeah. There's just too much of it uh, to me. Common, I felt like they over. Common complaint with the movie. Right. But they. Too much of it. At least in terms of dialogue, I felt like they generally kept it sharp when they were making jokes throughout. But that one was just the same joke over and over again. Him not being able to read things. I thought, oh, this is going to be a great outlet for different kind of jokes. Like it is in the show. That's what I said about the show. What a, yeah. what a fantastic format for just delivering any kind of comedy you want. Yes. And they did a great job with it. But I did notice toward the end when we were in the Alan Alda days, it was starting to get it a little abstract what he would say on that, that mic. That. Like he would quote mm, lyrics and stuff. It's right I, up my alley. I, I, to me, I was that was the only thing that pinged me as like, no, I liked what he was doing before. But, no, you know, me. I still love the show. Unsung Heroes for the show for me. Oh, wait, does everybody done with the movie? Yeah, I think so. I'm yep. so done with the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's wife, who you see in the film... It's Blake, Trapper John, and Hawkeye watching Frank's home movies. I don't remember how they get it. It just arrives they, they and they steal, steal it. it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Classic them. So you do get to see Frank's wife. I think it's a little ham-fisted how frowny she is. She's just like a cartoon, yeah. like drawn with a constant <laughs> frown on her wedding day. <laughs> but I still liked it. And I still liked that we got to see it. I notice I'm saying a lot of things I liked about Frank. I just I, I like tend to Frank. Not, yeah. not that he's a good person, but I right. feel a lot of feelings towards him, whether yeah. it's anger, disgust. Sometimes I feel badly for him. Sure, sure. Yeah. And Larry Lynn Paul, was just so good. Used yeah. to the kinds of characters I you like stick up for and are drawn and, to. Underdogs, sure. And I like Well, I just and I I guess I just with with a character like that, much like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, mm. probably there is no helping this creature. But there, I like to hope that there is. I like the idea that there can be something that gets through to them. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the phone conversation he has with his mother. Yeah. Where he's like, well, I had a friend here, but she was just pretending to like me. Just like dad. Yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, I know why you are how you are. It's yeah. not okay, but I do know why yeah. you're like this. Boy. And it's so sad. When I love that it was sweet Radar's idea. Like, like, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta talk to your mom. Yeah. No oh, Radar. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Okay, so then my other unsung hero is... In the POV episode, from the mm -hmm. soldier's perspective, there's a guy who I've never seen before since, works in the OR. He had Wes Bentley eyebrows. You saw him in a, <laughs> in a mask, but he, his eyebrows looked like, also from The Hunger Games, that's but so, other things. Oh, okay. That's such a funny just, description. <laughs> it was just something that I kept being like, who is this guy? I would remember those Wes Bentley eyebrows. And then I never saw him again. But, I yeah, that's so that's why, this oh. guy. Mm. Yeah. I like the... Uh... The cook who kept showing up. He oh, was yeah. there the entire <gasps> Eagle series. He is played by Jeff Maxwell. And I'm before the show's over, I'm going to talk a little bit about him. Okay. okay. I love him as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah. just I, I thought it was really cool that they kept him the whole time. Okay. I love I his really toast. contemporary looking mm -hmm. guy. His, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do something where people don't complain about the food I serve. I'm going to be a pig farmer. Mm. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great because that, that leads right into my yeah. unsung hero, who's pretty prominent, but he is not 
come up at all so far. The guy from Louisiana. He's going to Louisiana. Oh, Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Yes, yeah. Rizzo. <laughs> Big character in those yeah. later seasons. Yeah. 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 Um, he just kind of showed up out of nowhere. Almost like sort of presumptuously had a whole character. Yeah. 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 ready to go. Louisiana. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa buddy. You are new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is yeah, all yeah. this? But yeah. then he's just around for the rest of the show. But yeah. in a very. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's here too now. He's Great. like the new clinger level yeah you know he kind of was in the beginning suddenly yeah. there but yeah. he has such yeah. a saturated yes. character yeah. more so than he's very almost yeah. anyone else it's great he's great uh but it is what it is yes. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah rizzo yeah. yeah 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 oh man what is the name of the i the only i felt like prominent character whose name i didn't grab was the um female officer who grabs the Honolulu sign in the finale. Oh, yeah. Kelly. She's the first one to give a toast. She's great. Oh, she's yeah. in the back half of like the series. Yeah. Popped up. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Along with Rizzo. I have two unsung heroes, yeah. and one of them is Kelly Nakahara as yeah. Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Yeah, she's She great. is the cook in Clue. Oh! oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, this was one of those episodes where i regretted not giving it to you mm. first episode of the 11th season she gets a whole episode hawkeye's like you know making eyes and flirting with every other nurse and is always so like trying to da- slow dance with them and takes them out and he's always overlooking her they actually end up at the the officers club and he gets there late so all the nurses are already dancing except kelly mm. and so she's like would you like to dance and he's like yeah but it's a fast song and they, i think they're doing the lindy and then it mentioned the Lindy a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was big. the only Lindy. dance yeah. we know from the film. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as soon as the Lindy's over, a slow song starts and he goes, oh, I need a drink. And she's like, uh-huh. And mm. they go and they sit and she's trying to talk to him. And the whole time he's staring at this nurse next to him. Eventually, like, you know, she's kind of being short with him. And he's like, what is your problem? Mm. And she just goes into like, you never look my way because I'm not five nine with a perky nose and blonde hair and she basically like lets him have it mm-hmm. and goes into all the reasons why she's really great. Like I, you know, I'm learning to tap dance. I'm caring. I'm warm. I'm funny. You know, all this stuff. And she's like, and I happen to be cute as hell. <laughs> and, yeah. and then he sees her uh, comforting a dying patient and he's like, oh, I've made a whole mistake by overlooking her. And it's just, it's a really, really great episode. And then he, eventually does go Banger. to try no, no, no. <laughs> he tries he tries he shows yeah. up to her door with some flowers and there's already a hot guy oh inside. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kelly. yeah but that's i love her i love her so much and then my second is odessa cleveland as lieutenant ginger bayless she is the black nurse that's around for the first few seasons right oh, yeah. yeah her she's, like, she's always so great <laughs> my favorite it makes me laugh every time is in the five o'clock Charlie episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this, this lone North Korean that keeps trying to bomb this ammo dump. That's right next to the 4077. And he keeps missing it. And it becomes like a, a party every, every day. day. People grab drinks and go out and watch five o'clock Charlie, oh. except Frank and you know, Margaret who are like air raid. We need to take this seriously. Yeah. So anyway, classic Frank, Frank gets a gun orders a big gun. going to shoot him out of the sky. So they set all the clocks to 4.30 yeah. so that he will miss 5 o'clock Charlie. But anyway, <laughs> Ginger is in on it and she comes up and is like, I'm all ready for this man's yeah. 4.30 feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 4.30. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's... it makes me laugh so hard. God, can I say <laughs> I'm just so... <laughs> 
excited to have a new toy. Yeah. To be yes. this excited for yeah. MASH. I am honestly yeah. looking forward to just re-watching the yeah. whole... We'll just start the show over yeah, and we'll just catch over. up on yeah. everything. Get out of yeah. here, Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> also good. Yeah, not as good. Yeah, not, yeah. No, it's no MASH. <laughs> but Absolutely. How many Emmys did MASH win? Oh, I don't know. Okay. A lot. <laughs> well, that'll be a things left on the yeah. table well, for next time. Alan Alda yeah. won... Acting, writing, and directing sure. things throughout it, and one one well, of them well, he did a cartwheel on the way up to the stage. Nice. Wow! Yeah. I'll bet that oh, was nice. a sight to see. Just a <laughs> spindly little yeah. Gumby <laughs> whirling down the carpet. Alan Alda won twice for acting. Loretta Swit won Why? twice. Good. Good. Uh, Harry Morgan won once. Gary Berghoff won once. So four winners nice. acting. A lot of directing and writing uh, winners as well. Uh, oh no! It did win best series. Sorry, once, once, once. I again, I have yeah. to ask, what the hell for eleven seasons did it lose to? <laughs> right, it and it won less than Modern Family. That was all I was interested in, <laughs> but that's not right, in my opinion. Ah, no. all right. Well, well, guys, anything else before plugs? Alan Alda impressions? Ha! <laughs> I'm not. Well, I've it... tried to do it a little bit, uh, <laughs> but uh, I kind of need a line to be teed up. I was with. gonna it's, say, it like... gets really ridiculous the more I do it. I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I say my lips were made by Stradivarius. My lips were made by Stradivarius. <laughs> That's not bad. I don't know. It's getting better. It, it, it was like worse the... before. I can tell you that. Is that, like is that the line the that we're all going to like? That's why I said I loved you in yeah. <laughs> I'm worried it sounds like Woody Allen too much. <laughs> but he's easier okay. to do. I, I say by we all quite a bit. the Stradivarius line. My, uh, oh, yeah. my lips were made by Stradivarius. Yeah. See, that's how I sounded at first, too. It's, I've been working hard. on it. It's yeah. hard. It's nothing yeah. personal, Paul. My lips were made by Stradivarius. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was, it was uh, uh, notes of walking. Stradivarius. I feel like I'm yeah. hearing something different. These all sound terrible. <laughs> well, mine too. It's yeah. hard. Mm, yeah. This is not going to be good, guys. Um, my lips were made by Stradivarius. Yeah, yeah. I like right, that. Yeah. But yeah, I got a better yeah, one. Yeah. I got a better one. It was a baby. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, wait. Did yeah. we not want to maybe just touch on... On the finale, as I mean, we a have, whole, but we can we touch did. more. I just, I liked it so much. Yeah, it, it does so live yeah. up to the hype. Uh-huh. Yeah, it certainly is currently my number one series finale. Yeah. of all time, I can't think of anything mm. that's yeah. even very, nearly very, as good. Very, very good. It does so much with the storyline, with the ba- the baby and the chicken, mm-hmm. with Charles's uh, musicians. That uh, heartbreaking, yeah. devastating storyline. You when get he breaks the record, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like his toast. Music, music was, was a refuge yeah. during war, but now it's a reminder. Yeah. And that again, that reminder that like, okay, music will be, it will get you through the war, but the price is you don't get it after the war. Yeah. Everything that gets you through the war, BJ, yeah. you don't get it after the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question about the finale, because we watched a video after and the lady framed um, the woman with the baby having accidentally smothered her child and attempt yeah. to quiet it. I thought that she did it as a calculated move because- she was panicking. She was panicking, and it's either her baby or the lives of everyone on the bus. Yeah. What, I, what do you guys think? That's how I saw it, that she did it on purpose, because Me too. if you yeah, caught, yeah. the baby dies anyway. Right. And so and, does yeah. everybody else. And the way she played it, I felt that actress, yeah. Yeah. the kind way she seemed heartbroken. Lost. She yeah. didn't yeah. seem like She's, she was an accident. She would have been yeah. more like wailing if it was an accident. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. I thought I it was a calculated decision. Yeah. And all the playing... The line, you know, get that baby quiet. He plays it with just enough of an edge and anger that you don't normally get from Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. 
even if, even if that's accurate or not, maybe that's just how in his memory he remembers saying it because he takes on the responsibility of that baby's death himself, feeling that he was too stern yeah. and right. harsh with the command. Right. You know, I didn't mean for her to kill it. Yeah. Well, and even before you get to that part, which is the crux of his issue, we find, which Spoilers. I was a little bit surprised by. I thought we were the whole episode would be him there mm-hmm. getting unpacking things. I thought and then the episode that, was going to end with him there for a while. Uh, yeah, I thought that's how dark it was going to be. Yeah. But then after he remembers that moment, they're back at they're sending him back. Yeah. Which great. Then then we got yeah. him back. So they probably right. would have held him longer, but the ceasefire had been called. Right. So they're like, and send him home. They made a point of saying like, "This is what we do. This is we got to get you back. This is how we do it in war." Mm-hmm. You know. But before you get to the realization, the way they roll it out mm-hmm. beat by beat of them partying on the bus and him asking for the bottle to come oh, back. Oh yeah. Can we get yeah. And the even, bottle back here. Yeah. This guy can't wait. Right. And yeah. even before you see the bottle changes from alcohol to medicine. Just the second time they show it, that man looks different. Mm-hmm. He's a soldier, like he's dressed differently. And he's even, got yeah. But even the first time you right. see him, it stands out because he is dressed in full right. you know, battle and regalia. And he's standing stoically sitting, sitting still. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything they watch. do about it is so great. Mash. Yeah. Watch all of it, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh the finale was amazing. It felt like four to five episodes worth of stuff. All the goodbyes you could possibly want. BJ uh, leaves and comes back. Yes, which was amazing and felt so, you know, realistic. uh, I somehow didn't see it coming. Yeah, I loved the reveal. The only part of the MASH finale I had ever seen was him saying, in case I don't see you, I left you a note. Yeah. And then it's the goodbye. That's the only part of most of MASH I had seen. The so final the, moment. The, yeah. Right, yeah. so the whole yeah. finale. Yeah. So when he he gets the motorcycle and he's painting it, I'm like, right, okay, the motorcycle. And yeah. then when he leaves, I'm like, I feel nothing. I know he comes back. Yeah. But Lauren didn't know. And he fucking just like goes down the hill like yeah. Oh, crazy. yeah, the he's way like, he's... Dude, you were on your way home. Be Don't careful. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the antithesis of my issue with the Toy Story 4 goodbye. Okay. Where you just... <laughs> You couldn't have done a better job with everybody getting a goodbye and it mm. feeling natural and genuine and and in no, like in no way like okay now we go over here now we go over here it was just yeah they're all Unfolding. leaving by different yep. mode of transportation and that's yeah. you know like uh, that's a clean way to do it. They I love just, getting to see Potter you know, ride off on a on horse, a horse. Because, he's yes. from, because he's from World yeah. War One. you know, yeah. he's a yes. horse guy. Loves his horse. Harry Morgan is like the way he can cry. I know. it. He does it so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, every time. Which I love because you yeah. don't think someone like that's going to be sensitive. Yeah. But he is. Yeah. And anytime Colonel Potter cries, yeah. it makes me cry. Devastating. Very earned, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's n- in no way ashamed of it. Yeah, he's yeah. not that kind of man. He is a very manly man, but not. It in, presents in any way masculinity that, yeah. in a lot of different flavors yes. and shades, from yeah. like very traditional to very soft. And there's not even a ton of toxic masculinity. Typically, when that comes through, there's a any number of characters to stand up and go. Yeah, like, let's nah, let's the get him. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Alrighty, well. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for bringing Killer us into job. our lives. Killer yeah. job. Thank you so much for having me. This really meant a lot. You can ask my husband, Neil. I have been just immersed in MASH for days, which, I mean, I don't am anyway, but like extra. I don't actually <laughs> yeah. have much of anything to plug because, um, you know, 
the business is down right now because of the writer strikes away. Um, but that's good. They should be striking. Mm-hmm. They need better things. Uh, <laughs> that was so not eloquent at all, but I, I do mean it from <laughs> yeah. heart. So I'm just going to say uh, my Instagram is at KelDevPresh. And then I'd like to actually plug two things that I have nothing to do with. But if you listen to this episode you would probably find enjoyment. I've mentioned a few times the podcast MASH Matters, and this is where Igor, Jeff Maxwell, comes in. It's hosted by Jeff Maxwell, who played Igor, and then uh, Ryan Patrick, which is a friend of his that's just like a mega fan. And it's great. They have cast members on. They have writers on. They just, it's, it's just a really great one. And then the podcast Clear and Vivid. It's Alan Alda's podcast. It has nothing to do with MASH, although he does, he's had MASH people on it. But, um, well, sure. How could he? It was worse than ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, you know, the tagline is conversations about connecting and communicating. So it's just all about um, connecting and communicating. And I think it's great. It's one of my favorite podcasts and you should check it out. Actually, we've been this. Well, let's use this opportunity as the music is playing Paul and fading out. This is an announcement. Kelly's actually going to be hosting regularly now. Hmm. Every episode. What? Just not Travis. I'm fine. As long as it's not (laughs) Travis. Lauren, you can host. Just don't feature Travis too much. We're good. Thanks for listening to the follow-up showdown. We'll be back next time talking about the Trap Familie in America. Please follow us on socials at The Follow-Up Showdown on Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter at FU Showdown Pod. Also, our first season is available on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the follow-up showdown. We'll be back next time talking about the trap familier in America.